is finally and officially Draft Spectacular Thursday. Let's go! I am so pumped and excited for tonight. Tonight is obviously our biggest, our longest, our worst, and our best show that we ever put on. Tonight is the five-hour, six-hour, maybe seven-hour draft spectacular where we will be live throughout the entirety of the first round. Dreams will come true tonight. Lives will be changed. Leagues will be rattled. Teams will be booed and applauded. Tonight, everybody has hope. Tonight, a lot of things can happen. Mm -hmm. And also tonight, it could be the most boring fucking five hours of all time. It could be. These are the things that can happen. These are the things that we've been thinking about the last few days in preparation for our third annual draft spectacular. Really the only thing that our company has been able to stick with over a long period of time is the first round of the draft. And it's because after we just got through these last few weeks of no football, the NFL draft is that same feeling that the Hall of Fame game gives us late in the summer. The the Hall of Fame game is the NFL being played and we get excited and pumped and then one series happens and then two series happens and we go, this is not fucking NFL football. <laughs> nope. What are we doing? And we have another three days to wait for another batch of bad games. That's right. And then another month still until actual good football. That is what the draft is for the offseason. This is the NFL. This is the new season starting. Although the free agency period has happened and the OTAs are already taking place, this is really the kickoff of the next season. This is the kickoff of what a franchise is going to try to become. Where are they going to try to go? Are they moving up and getting a quarterback? Oh my God. Are they moving back trying to get the hell out of there and saying we feel pretty good about our roster. We're going to make moves elsewhere. What will tonight tell us? Maybe nothing. Maybe something. But we get excited because it is a little piece of the NFL happening in a very dry, dry, bad sport happening time yep. of the calendar. Now, the NBA has had a great time. Oh, yeah. Sure. Oh, yeah. Sure. And the USFL had, you know, 15, 20 minutes. They did. Mm-hmm. Chicken salad. Well, that was yeah. the problem. Mm-hmm. Hard to support a league where players are getting cut for picking pizza over chicken salad. <laughs> That's, That's right. right. Yes. That, amongst other things. But anyways, baseball is happening. Oh, yeah. Whoa. It stinks. Okay, we know it stinks. Everybody knows it stinks. Players are even saying it stinks this year. I guess there was a, a national news report that uh, players aren't happy because they're getting beamed with balls or something yeah. like that. Whoa. What are you going to do? My wife asked me. She said, hey, I was, watching, uh, I was watching the nightly news or the morning news, one of them, the national news, and I guess the baseball players aren't happy with the balls because they're getting beamed and things are happening. And she was like, you guys were talking about the balls just a couple of days ago. Baseball went from bad to worse somehow after a lockout where they almost lost the entire thing. What the fuck happened with yeah, baseball? Baseball is still phenomenal, believe me. Fighting is good for the sport. Fighting is good for the sport. Oh, hey. so they're fighting more? Yeah. Oh, I love it. There we go. Okay, yeah. look, because hockey's trying to get rid of him. We're like, hockey, whoa, 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 yeah, whoa, 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 whoa. Mets and cards, they cleared the benches yesterday. Mm-hmm. They throwing it from this? Any what? spears, or is it a lot of like 2022? Ha, ha, ha. Yeah. You know what it's Oh, like. so they're not. So no so fist cuffs. So it's actually setting up for worse moments that we don't even respect at all. Is Same. that what's going on? Well, on. Bad baseball? I don't think that's what's Same. going on. Hey, you take the spider tack away. Guess yeah. what? These guys are throwing 100 miles an hour. You know, one of them's going to slip. Okay. And you're going to hit a guy right in the head and maybe kill him. And the benches are going to clear. It's going to happen. Bring back the spider tack. Bring back the, you know, enhancers. The juice. Sure. Well, the, the pieces of gum that up your testosterone sure. because of how hard you have to chew it. And it makes your testosterone right. yeah. naturally go. Okay. And the juice. Well, listen. 
I can't promote that because we don't know what that's going to do long term, but we do know in the short term it would make them hit fucking bombs. Yeah, it would be so much fun to watch if yeah. that was happening. And we got a chance to dabble in that earlier in our lives, you know, when everybody was just walking around strapped. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. swinging tree trunks. It was a yes. bodybuilder expo in the batter's box basically the entire summer of one MLB season, these monsters would walk into the goddamn batter's box and there'd be boats in every river behind the stadium. They're like, oh, they might hit over fucking river tonight. And then now, nobody even goes in those waters. Uh -uh. Nobody even has any thought or process that that's going to happen. There was guys that were batting eighth that were hitting homers all of a sudden. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was a great time. Well, it turns out they could see the ball better because their eyes were getting better from the shit that they were taking. Uh, Their hand speed was much faster because the shit that they were taking yeah. uh, the muscles that were attached to the arms that were holding the hands that were much faster than they were in the past much bigger stronger and more sturdy mm-hmm. and their legs also double the size because <laughs> yeah. they were doing a lot of leg exercise they were able to heal quicker so they could actually work out more often and not even have to go through the sore phase that normally would slow people down from getting another workout in that plus getting enhancements on top of creatine that actually build the muscle quicker <laughs> so they had absolute specimens oh. all around the ballpark back in the day mm-hmm. and who knows what's going to happen Long term, them a lot of heads got a lot bigger. Yeah, yeah. A lot of heads, their brains got yeah. bigger too. Yeah, they turned out much uh-huh. smarter. smarter. Baseball IQs got much bigger all of a sudden. Their hats weren't even fitting anymore. They actually looked like d- zoomed in versions of what they used to look like. It yeah. was just kind of like that. And uh, they probably all have something terrible happen to them in the long run. Oh yeah. But goddamn, those ratings were high. Yeah, yeah. they were. <laughs> yes, they so were. So that being said, that ain't happening anymore. <laughs> Baseball fucking stinks. So when the NFL has their draft and we get a chance to look at the potential future of the league, it is exciting for everybody. Uh-huh. Yeah. The most excited I am, every single draft spectacular, is for what the hell is going to happen to our guy Ty Schmidt. Mm-hmm. The toxic table is here at Boston Connor. Celtics looking to sweep, huh? Oh yeah. Yeah, great job, Steph's uh, Steph's. Scored 35 last yeah, night. Yeah, we're on the hey, next started. game. We're on to the next game. He did score 30. They did win. He did look impressive. That Golden State team still a wagon. Mm-hmm. Joker's fun to watch. He's unbelievable. Oh, yeah. Back-to-back MVPs, bro. I don't watch the NBA much, and I realized that whenever I was like, oh, this guy's fucking fun to watch. <laughs> yeah. He had like that no-look pass. Mm-hmm. He he was take rebound, seven-footer, right? He's seven yeah, footer. yeah, yeah. Rebound, fast break. Point yeah. forward, yeah. He's a dog. He's a beast. He's got his brothers, too, so you know yeah. he's a dog. Yeah, and his brothers took that guy out. Oh, right? oh yeah. Well, he took that guy out, Correct. and his brothers are going to take his brothers out. Yeah, right. Same from Miami. So good luck to the Celtics. But, Ty, good luck to the Packers tonight. Good luck. Honestly, every single team, and Connor, the, the Patriots, I don't feel like the draft is, literally, the draft might be the smallest two Patriots fans. Yeah. yeah. And that might be because of all their success and where they've always picked, basically, for an entire life for this guy mm-hmm. and a lot of other people in New England. But the Packers have been the stars of the draft the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Two years ago, Jordan Love, they traded into the first round. Oh, my God, here we go. We're going to get a wide receiver? No. Nope. nope. Quarterback. Oh. Aaron Rodgers was on our show earlier that night. He was. He said, you know, hey, who knows? Maybe we move up tonight. Maybe we get a, a wide receiver. Maybe we uh, do something yeah. like yeah. that. He was he was scheduled to join us. That's right, right after the pick. Right yeah. after the Packers pick. He was scheduled to join us. Packers trade up. Draft Jordan Love. Mm-hmm. You have one of the best moments in the history of internet or television or anything uh, where your genuine emotion while you were dressed up as Mad Bell Kuyper came through there. Mm-hmm. And then we we decided at that moment, well, we're not going to call Aaron. I'm not going to call Aaron <laughs> back. Probably There's no reason for that. And then that started an entire thing that led into a glorious rekindling of a relationship here. Yeah. With And by the way, we learned about a lot through that draft process. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
from that entire thing. Oh, yeah. Then last year, accumulation of information, oh, yeah. my God, because of potentially what happened a draft ago, that was just almost an icebreaker, it felt like, on our, or, or a glacier breaker mm-hmm. that was on top of everything. Aaron and the Green Bay Packers maybe not going to be back. To, that rattled the entire draft oh, day. Whoa, I mean, is this just going to be a, a calm, cool, collected draft day for the Green Bay Packers? And how weird would that be for you and for our show if that was the take place? Yeah, it would definitely be weird. I think it's a little bit different because last year I almost didn't care about the draft because all of the Rodgers news came out before the draft started. So in my head the entire time I was like, well, it doesn't fucking matter who they're going to pick because they're going to get rid of Rodgers. We're not going to have him next year and the Packers are going to stink. But I can't remember the last time. I don't know if they've ever had two first-round picks in my lifetime. So I am incredibly juiced up tonight. So excited like for the draft itself to see what they, what they do. Eight teams have two picks in tonight's first round of the NFL draft. You do some quick math. Oh, my God. Half the picks are in my quarter teams. <laughs> half the picks, quarter teams. So you would assume, right, especially if what we're hearing, there's going to be a lot of trades. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you have two picks, you can obviously bundle those and yep. move up, oh. or you can trade one of those away, especially if everybody's saying mm-hmm. that everybody in this area is about the same and somebody might be looking to get up in there. And who knows what the price is going to be to go up because I know that there's a pamphlet or a book that I think... Uh, Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy I think Johnson. Jimmy Johnson. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I almost said Jimmy Johnson, but... I, I didn't know Jimmy Johnson was doing it. There's an entire pamphlet or book that everybody kind of reads as gospel about what each pick is worth and what Mm -hmm. you should trade for. It's almost like a a blue book for uh, general managers Mm -hmm. on whenever they're trying to work deals and trades. But all that can go out the window. We saw what happened with Bo Callahan. That's Uh right. With Kevin Costner. That's right. Draft day. Yeah. I watched Tom Telesco, who will be joining us tonight during the Draft Spectacular, watch draft day for the first time. It's on the Chargers YouTube. It was a great piece of content yeah, yeah. It, was it was a amazing. great great piece of content him going nah, i don't know if that's necessarily <laughs> yeah it doesn't seem to be that'd be unadvisable he said to a couple mm-hmm. of different things but his big takeaway it seemed like uh was in the back the uh very tiny draft boards that they had mm-hmm. he actually stopped the movie a couple stop back please go sorry go back please that's the worst draft board I've ever seen. <laughs> he said, that can't be their draft board. That is so small. They have one player at each position. What is this? Because I guess the draft board is what they are putting together this entire last couple months. Like the draft board, I believe, is like their, uh, what was that thing on top of the mountain? that uh, Pantheon? No, what was that thing on top oh, of the mountain? Oh, their tablets? Yeah, like Ten the Ten Commandments, Mount Sinai. Pantheon is the, the top yeah, yeah, group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of, yeah. Don't drink the Sinai. It's yeah. bad for you. Though. And the Kool-Aid if you're in Jones. But... I'm talking about this is their god like the draft board is their everything. Mm-hmm. So I think whenever he saw the draft boards on a movie called Draft Day and it was about drafting somebody, he was visibly upset mm-hmm. that the, the lack of respect that was shown to what a draft board actually is. And tonight we're in the war room. So tonight we're in the war room with Tom Telesco the, uh, of the Los Angeles Chargers, with Chris Ballard oh, yeah. Ooh, of go. the Indianapolis Colts, with, and this is a big announcement, Cliff Kingsbury. Oh, wow. wow. Cliff Kingsbury will be live tonight. And I know he's not the GM Steve Kime is, but I believe he's in the goddamn room. I would have to. For sure. And he just got re-upped to him and Steve, so I'm excited to chat with him. Very thankful for all of them saying, yes, they'll spend time with us. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers will be there uh, stopping by. I think late. I think oh, late. Okay. I think like we're trying to work with everybody's yeah selection, you know, because we're dabbling into the war rooms. Right. So yeah. like they are working there, but there is sometimes in these nine hours, I guess, where they 
aren't necessarily in them. But what if we're on the phone with somebody and all of a sudden another GM calls and yeah. says, let's make a trade? Yeah. Oh, go. oh, that's what we're looking for. Yes. yes. That's what we're looking for. No, don't go. You can do yeah. that. We'd like to listen. Can we listen? <laughs> he, uh, Tom Telesco, when he was watching draft day, said he had a couple good stories that he couldn't tell. Oh, he wow. said, oh, a couple good stories. Never on camera, though. Never on camera. Damn. Jay Glazer I, I love what he was the intern thing, too. When he was an intern no, or the intern yeah, in he was draft like, uh, day? Very uh, weird to have a brand new intern on draft night. Yeah, this is so, let me get this straight. There's an intern outside of my office that I've never met before on <laughs> draft day, basically. He said, this is our biggest day. Something that's a little suspicious. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was like, that. but he comes from uh, the Bill Polian tree. And there was numerous times, and I'm not, I'm shitting you not, where somebody in that department of like scouting and front office and everything like that, like pointed at a random plane that would be flying over or a helicopter or something or a training camp, a person that looked like they were certainly working as opposed to just watching. And, uh, oh, that's, that's a fucking Patriot scout right there. Ooh. They're watching us. That's Bill Belichick. And then they would go <laughs> and they would go ask somebody else like, Hey, do you agree? And it would become, and the only reason why I would notice is because I'm standing alongside the practice field as well, and I'm watching people just do, and inevitably get bored. So you're watching people's mannerisms and who's going where and who's talking to who. That's like a big part of it almost. Like, mm -hmm. oh, I wonder what the fuck they're talking about over there. And then you see them like point. So inevitably I'd go over and I'm asking them, like, what are, we, what are we looking at? And they're like, you think that person looks a little bit too interested in that drill right there? Oh. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, uh, now that you say it, yeah, big fan, big fan. They're like, big fan, yeah. Probably have a fucking camera on those sunglasses. Oh. And I go, we're going to go talk to Bill. And they like would walk off. And I'm like, oh, this is awesome. So then I asked Adam Vinatieri. I'm like, Vinatieri, they just told me that they think that guy's a Patriot Scout right there. There's no way that's a Patriot Scout right there, right? And is this how everybody acts? And uh, uh, Vinny goes, hey, it might be a Patriot Scout. I don't know. <laughs> and he, would have said, he said, by the way, there's probably numerous team scouts yeah, yeah. that are yeah. here <laughs> right now at this thing. And they just need to understand that that's probably happening or whatever. And it's like, that's interesting because then you start thinking about everything. You start thinking about it. It's like the NFL is how can you gain an mm -hmm. advantage at all? Oh, you're going to have an open practice? Oh, sweet. Okay. Oh, See my there. wife and her kids. <laughs> yeah. My wife and kids are going to be at that thing for sure. Big fans, by the way. And they might, I don't know, gather some information. Sure. And that's why the Dallas Cowboys thing is so insane Bingo. to all of us that their practice field is accessible basically to office buildings that are around the field that anybody could buy. There is a hundred percent chance that there is at least a team or two that have offices in that building mm -hmm. under another business's name yeah. watching their shit. I mean, if fans can just take videos of it, let's assume teams will be able to do that. But that's what we're talking about when we're talking about the draft. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. Can't Absolutely. wait. Can't wait. You got to assume too, at least one or two of these teams are going to trade up and obviously leading up to this point, Debo Samuel has been the biggest, you know, a story you wonder if one of these teams with the two picks whether it be the eagles whether it be the jets or the giants are just like you know what fuck everybody on our board let's package these picks maybe add in another second and let's just make an offer to sam fran for debo because clearly he's not happy and maybe we can you know offer him something that mm -hmm. sam fran can't i completely forgot that aj hawk was joining us right now oh my god <laughs> aj i am so sorry oh my god 
I've been enjoying the show. Honestly, I've just been enjoying a cigar. Watching. <laughs> <laughs> honestly, so there's sorry. no pressure to bring me in. I'm so sorry. Z- Zito waited 18 to, minutes to, to tell you. Well, that's what Zito. I think Zito was in the conversation though. Zito was, you know, I was looking. He was paying attention because we got a guest that was supposed to join us four minutes ago. Oh yeah. And then Zito actually said, "Oh yeah, also AJ's on." I don't. Think, I don't think you heard me, but during the countdown, I said AJ's on. But I, yeah, but we got in there so yeah, much. Yeah. I am so sorry, AJ. I got lost in a moment. This is what I do. We talked about this yesterday. We literally talked about this yeah. yesterday. I just kind of dive all in there. Tone Diggs is here. One half of the hammer. Die. Cowboys, uh, we are so incredibly lucky to be joined by a man whose road to the NFL was vastly different than many others. Go on to become an MVP, Hall of Famer, superstar, and the subject of a movie that I watched, okay, since the last time I've talked to this man, and I did not expect the movie that I got. It tapped into feelings that I've never had watching a movie before. (laughs) But it was awesome to learn about, ladies and gentlemen, NFL Network stud Kurt Warner. Yeah, Kurt! What's up, dude? What's going on, guys? How we doing? Hey, we got to get right to it. Okay, it is great to see you. You're an incredible person, much better person than any of us could have imagined, especially after watching the movie. I did not know what I was signing up for there, Kurt. You knew I didn't know what I was signing up for there. That movie was being marketed on NFL Network. I am a sports stooge. I don't watch those types of movies. I got into that thing. I was starting to get real feelings in there, Kurt. Yeah. It was it was not what I expected, but damn, it was put together very well. I tried to let you know when I was on the show what the movie was all about. We talked about it. I said, you'd love to see it with your wife, and, and you were going to enjoy it, and she yeah. might enjoy it even she more than, yes. than you did. And, and I know you didn't buy into it because it's like, well, it's got to be a football movie. <laughs> way, way, way more than a football movie. And so uh, I'm glad that it got into a little bit of feelings. I need to see more of your feelings play out. So I'm, I'm glad that that tapped into it a little bit. Kurt, I wear a tank top every day and talk about the NFL every day, okay? Those are not feelings that I, but my wife did love it. We enjoyed the hell out of it. Best movie that I've ever seen in that category by far. Mm-hmm. Most of the... Probably since Free Willy. I think Free Willy was one of the... Nah, mm-hmm. John Q. John, yeah, John, John, John Q. John Q got me. I think John... Q, since John Q, definitely the most emotions I've ever experienced in a movie. So I appreciate the hell out of it. Now, let's talk about the NFL, Kurt. Everybody's talking about these quarterbacks. And obviously, you had a long road to get to the NFL with what you had to go through and everything. And different teams you thought you were going to be on in different moments, but you always had that drive and belief, and it felt like, obviously, your wife and family helped. These guys are getting buried right now, these quarterbacks, publicly, by everybody. None of these guys are first-rounders. Nobody can change an organization. These guys are just hearing this, hearing What do you think happens with the quarterbacks, and which one of these guys do you think can take it all and maybe become something sweet out of it? Well, here's the thing, Pat, as you you were saying, is that we we throw around this word ceiling so much now that I feel like, you know, we're looking so much at athleticism and we say to ourselves, well, this guy has a high ceiling because he runs fast and throws the ball far. I'm a firm believer that a high ceiling is based on what you do up here, you know, what you do mentally, how you grow every year mentally, and can you get acclimated to the speed of the NFL game so you can translate what you did in college. All these guys did great things in college. You know, they all were successful in college. We have no idea how that translates to the next level. We have very few sure things. And that's what always frustrates me when I hear people talk. It's like, well, he doesn't have a very big upside. You know, he doesn't have a very big ceiling. Well, I think a lot of people said that about Tom Brady. And Tom Brady doesn't throw the ball farther now than he did in college. 
his upside was what he became mentally mm. and his ability to lead men. And that, to me, is, is where it gets so frustrating every year when, oh, these guys have second-round grades. Bottom line is, are they going to be able to become that guy at the next level? You mentioned my story, right? You could have looked at me physically and said, oh, you know, he's just, just a guy. He's just a guy. But it's about what you do and how you lead and what you do in the moment. And that becomes the hardest thing and why it's so hard to evaluate quarterbacks. But I hate the fact that I read all these, well, he doesn't have a very big upside. You have no clue what he's going to develop <laughs> into, especially mentally, and, and what he's going to be as a leader in that room. Because you guys know, both playing, it's about the leader. It's about believing that that guy will do what you need in the moment, not that he can make every throw or he can throw it 80 yards. Do I believe I can win with that guy? And, you know, and that to me is what frustrates me when I hear these guys, you know, I mean, Kenny Pickett, look what he did last year. How do you sit there and go, well, okay, there's no way that's going to translate. Like, there's no way the guy can be good at the next level because he did one year and, you know, he's got a few deficiencies here and there. I mean, come on. I, I just, you know, it frustrates me because you guys know if you don't have that guy, it doesn't matter. So, you know, quit knocking him down. And if you believe a guy's got a chance, you take a chance with him. And then your hope is that they develop into the Tom Brady's and those types of guys that can. Kurt break. Warner's, yeah, hell oh, yeah. yeah, hell yeah. Take fifty sacks in one practice. Yeah. <laughs> you got beat up. Kurt, that hey, day. if you were the GM or an owner of a team, what are you looking for in a quarterback? How do you like those things? You can't like you can't really measure exactly what kind of leader this person can be. But what what do you what would you look for if you needed to draft a quarterback in the top ten? For me, AJ, it's really just about um, things that I believe can translate. Right. That's the hardest thing, as we say about court. It's hard to evaluate because we're looking at the leadership and we want to know what they're going to be in the moment. And we don't know that. So I'm looking at things that translate decision making. You know, what's your consistency level in making the right decision, going the right place with the football, no matter what the surroundings are, the consistency by which you throw and understand how to make different kinds of throws. Those are things to me that can translate at the next level. You don't have to be different in those areas, again, as long as you acclimate to the speed of the game. And so consistency is always the key. Uh, we see a lot of guys around the league now that are really talented and can do a lot of things with the football or, or with their legs. But the teams that go to championships, the teams that win in playoffs are because their quarterback is consistent with the football, decision-making, oh. throwing it where it's supposed to be, Jeez. when it's supposed to be there. Yeah. And that, to me, is the best way that things can translate at the next level. So that's how I look at a quarterback. I'm not trying to project how far they're going to throw it or how fast they're going to run or are they going to be able to make eight guys miss in the pocket. Do you care about their hand size? Um, I don't care about their hand size. Um, and you got again, big old hands, though, don't think, you? Yeah, you got I, big old mitts. Yeah. I do. I do have big mitts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Big mitts um, out there. Yeah. But, but I don't worry about it so much, and I know it's probably a, a funny thing because I don't really worry about a quarterback fumbling the ball that much. That's not a – you know, because you guys know it happens, what, eight, nine, ten times in a season. And, again, I get it. We don't want to fumble the ball. We don't want to turn it over. But I just want to know if a guy can throw it. And if a guy's got big enough hands to throw it and he threw it well at the last level – I'm not sitting here going, oh, his hand, he's not going to be able to do that at the NFL level. He's not going to be able to throw it at the NFL level because his hands are too small. Uh, you know, I, I, don't, I don't buy into that. Kurt, just, uh, this is not a question we should be asking you on the first round of the draft day, but you just brought it up, and I have to get a personal answer out of this. 
You struggle throwing like a college ball now after throwing an NFL ball? Do you throw ugly college ball or ugly high school ball because you throw an NFL ball? For instance, I think that transition from ball to ball is something, though. No, I, I do I do believe it's something. I remember when I was in college, we played with like a thinner, longer football, and I went to the NFL ball, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm never going to be able to throw this. The thing is like it's like a watermelon. Um, and then you're exactly right that my you know, coaching my son in high school, I would always try to you know, pull out the high school balls and be playing. And I'm like, man, this ball's awful. Like <laughs> the NFL ball is the only ball I want to throw now because everything else feels funny in my hand. So there, there's no question it's a transition. And usually it's fatter than a, a lot of college balls. But again, I, I think it's, it, it's more about time than it is anything else. It's just getting comfortable with what you're throwing as opposed to somebody's hand not being big enough to throw that football. But yes, I threw a lot of ducks with the NFL ball back. I throw <laughs> probably a lot more when I pick up the different college balls. I picked up a CFL ball, you know, working with a guy a couple of years ago, and that thing is even smaller and fatter. And I mean, so yeah, NFL ball is the perfect ball yes, to throw. I agree yeah. completely. Yeah, I think it was after is I that th- happened in punting too. Well, is that a fun yes. thing too? Yes, absolutely. Because the sweet spot okay. on the ball is at a different spot. But I, I, I had a pass against uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers on Thanksgiving. I have a perfect passer rating on Thanksgiving games. It's the highest in the history of Thanksgiving games. <laughs> oh, yeah. But uh, I, I had a, a pass, and it was nice. And then the next year, I go back to Pittsburgh, and like, uh, I'm at like an event or whatever, and they're throwing around like a college ball, you know? And it's like I'm literally in the middle of a conversation at an event about my dime I threw to Eric Swope, and I'm throwing this college ball, and it looks like a kickoff coming out of my hair. I mean, I could not get that thing. I could not get that... I could not get it to spin, Kurt. I, and it was a tough moment for me in front of like 20 people. I felt like an idiot. You know, the, the worst is when you have to go to a, a charity event and they want you to throw out footballs and they bring out those white panel footballs. Oh, so slick. They have no grip whatsoever. <laughs> so and they're slick. expecting you to throw the ball 45 yards to the guy in the back of the room that's standing you know, in front of a table full of glass. And they're like, hey, just, just drop a dime on him. And you're like. This is the worst feeling in the world because you know it's slipping. Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame quarterback, still got it. <laughs> right, Warriors. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's talk about tonight's draft. It's nine hours long. Uh, we know nothing about it. You have a lot of insiders around the NFL. Obviously, Hall of Famer, man, very well respected. What are you hearing about tonight? Uh, Schefter put out a tweet that he talked to an NFL executive veteran of like thirty years. This is going to be. A crazy draft ever what does that mean none of us know anything it feels like what are you expecting you know i think i'm expecting um you know the fact that everybody sees this draft differently and i think that's what's going to make it you know a fun draft is you're probably going to have some teams that look at the wide receiver class and they may take a wide receiver that a bunch of people have ranked three or four as the first wide receiver taken, or it could happen at offensive tackle, quarterback. I mean, I don't think we have any idea what's going to happen at quarterback. I mean, we're even talking about, you know, Aiden Hutchinson seemed to be the consensus number one pick for the last four months. And all of a sudden now we're talking about other guys possibly being number one. Because I think everybody sees these, you know, the different position groups differently. Cornerback position, Sauce Gardner versus Derek Stingley. Who goes first? It's one of those guys jump up. And that, to me, is what makes it fun, is that there's no clear-cut guy. I don't know, you know, really at, at any of the positions where you say, oh, if this team takes an offensive tackle, they're going with this guy. If this team takes a wide receiver, 
they're picking this guy. We don't have that. And so that to me is what I hope happens is that we get just, you know, teams going. Why is that, Kurt? Hey, why why is it like that? Is it because people are indecisive? Is it because people don't know? Is it because there's so many different philosophies? What do you think? No, I think it's because you've got a number of position groups that are really strong across the board. And a lot of it comes down to what is the scheme fit for you? What are you going to ask this guy to do? It's not like, oh, this guy can do everything and he's better than everybody else in every area. We're going there. You look at the wide receivers, you know, from Garrett Wilson to a Drake London, who's a completely different kind of receiver, a James, Jameson Williams, who is coming off the injury, but has all this upside and the speed and the size. I just, you know, when I go back and watch the tape, I'm like, well, man, I really like this guy in this role. And I really like that guy uh. in that role. And I think that's what's going to happen. And so you could get, you know, 10 teams to get the, the, the number one guy on their board uh, because they have everything ranked so differently. And that's kind of my hope is that we just get some things that may seem a little bit more off the wall to us because we've been talking about, you know, okay, number one guy is Sauce Gardner at the cornerback position. And then all of a sudden Derek Stingley goes number three overall and we're going, what the heck just happened? I think that's the kind of surprising, uh, you know, moves we're going to see in this draft uh, because, you know, I mean – we could all sit here, and you guys tell me the number one guy at each one of your positions, and it might be different well, than the guy I have. We are not. Yeah, it certainly will be. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if we have enough positions at number ones in this particular show. You're talking to a lot of, lot of stooges around here, Kurt. Go ahead, Tone. Uh, Kurt, speaking of number ones at positions, when you were talking about kind of like uh, the quarterback, like go the set, go be consistent with where you go with the ball and stuff like that, it seemed like people were talking about Ritter's kind of that guy um, in the draft process and interviews and stuff like that. Who's your number one guy? And when you were talking about that, it's, it felt like it was Ritter. Well, here's the thing. Kenny Pickett is actually my number one guy. Um, you know, just watching what he did, the fact that they asked him to throw the football all the time to win games for them, and he consistently made plays. He extended plays. He made plays in the pocket. He made different kinds of throws. So he's my number one guy. I thought he was by far the most consistent playing the position this year. Desmond Ritter, I know, has risen up the the draft boards, and a lot of people talk about him. And if you talked about consistency of the leader or what he might bring to to a huddle, I fully understand why people are saying that. But I don't think he's a consistent thrower of the football. I don't think he's a natural thrower of the football. And I know that sounds kind of funny. These guys can get all the way to this level and be a number, you know, a first-round draft pick and not be a natural thrower of the football, but he struggles with what I call athletic throws. When he's got to put touch on the ball and he's got to use his body to throw as opposed to being able to launch things with his arm, he's very inconsistent there. And that fully concerns me at the next level. I believe the best quarterbacks are the guys that play the position athletically. And that may be different than what people think, like not how fast they run or how many guys they can elude. But it's the ability to play the game with their body and allow that to lead their throws. And Desmond Ritter, to me, is just not a natural thrower. And so I would struggle to put the ball in his hands and say he's going to be my franchise guy if he's not a natural gifted thrower. I'm a big fan of Desmond Ritter, but let's follow up on that because I think uh, ESPN's 
quarterback guru, Dan Orlovsky. <laughs> he gave us a conversation one time about how, I think it was, I don't remember who it was about. Anyways, I think he said the ball goes down while they're throwing it. Like, that, it's a different motion than, like, uh, what a football throw is supposed to be. Is that what you're referring to as the non-natural thrower, or what are you referring to? I'm not. Um, you know, I'm going to try kind of give you some examples of, of like a Patrick Mahomes or an Aaron Rodgers. Like when their feet are off platform and so they're not throwing in perfect technique, meaning I'm not lining up my, my back foot and leading and driving through my, uh, you know, my legs at all times. When they're not in perfect position, they've got the ability to just continually change the throws that they make. I mean, we see Patrick Mahomes all the time. He wows us with these throws where he's stepping left and, you know, he's kind of sidearming the ball and the ball's got great touch on it and boom, it's right on the money. Aaron Rodgers does it every single week where you're just like, oh. man, you can't teach that. So instead it's of just throwing a bomb on the run, instead of like throwing a bomb, like, because everybody throw, can throw it deep. You're talking about like the little. Like, I'm, I'm talking about, yeah, when when you've got to throw it around a defensive lineman and, oh, you, and you've got to, you know, add a little bit extra to it or you've got to throw a touch pass where you got to drop it up and over. The, the throw that Aaron Rodgers made, I don't know if you guys remember, against San Francisco uh, in the, the regular season game uh, last year. Uh, the big throw to Devontae Adams where he mm-hmm. threw it up over Fred Warner and just laid it mm-hmm. over. Great touch. Had enough velocity on it. But those are the kind of throws that I call athletic throws because it takes your body more than your arm to make that throw. And some guys really struggle with those things. Like They can't, they can't ever figure out how to get it over a guy. If they're going to throw it 20 yards, it's got to be on a line. And now AJ's intercepting that ball and it's game over. One-handed probably. We'll talk about yeah. it again. And right. so Good job, that to me is what Great I play. mean by athletic. And it's, it's you know, I'd have to show you like tape because a lot of times it's like no, this somebody makes sense. throwing like, a, a screen pass. Okay. Like a screen pass where a defensive end is in your face and you've got to manipulate him to make a, a, a good throw. Those are the athletic throws that I'm talking about. You know, nice. Russell Wilson on the move when – you know, he's going left and, you know, yeah. on a, you know, in a second, boom, balls out and he's throwing it 35 yards on the money. And you're going, how does a guy do that? It's with their ability to, to play the position athletically. Um, and it's a natural gift that, that some guys don't have. Josh Allen got lasers yep. put mm-hmm. on his, he got like, uh, after his first year, I think he went and got his whole, so he could use his entire body as one. And he got so yep. So good, so quick. Uh, go, go ahead, Connor. Yeah, Kurt, you mentioned the transition with the ball for these college guys to the NFL for quarterbacks, but how long do they actually have to make that transition? Because obviously uh, it's kind of out on Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson, we're not sure, but guys like Dan Jones, Baker Mayfield, and Sam Darnold, it almost feels like they're kind of, you know, they have one last shot at this thing. Um, yeah, well, I think that is a hard thing. I mean, if you're talking about the balls, uh, they should be comfortable with it already i mean guys that are they're practicing with it every day it shouldn't take that long to get comfortable just with the feel of the football to me you're using a football every day it's going to take you a week or two and you should be comfortable throwing that football uh but if you're talking big picture like how long does it take a guy to transition to being good at this next level um i think that's a a very tough question We, we you know we sit here and we expect guys to be great overnight and I, I get it you know we, we throw the ball more in college these guys are more quote unquote pro ready because they throw more passes and they should be able to come in and play um 
for me, I mean, I look at my situation. If I had come in right out of college and been asked to to play this game, I don't think I would have been nearly the quarterback that I became when I got to play arena football and I got to play in Europe. And I had four years of experience, basically, before I got back into the NFL. So when I got there, it was like, oh, this is easy. He's just playing ball now. Um, but different guys, it takes different lengths of time. But I, I would say you've got to have at least three full years of playing and being in a situation where you can sit back and comfortably, you know, play to your strengths um, before we can really tell what a guy's going to be in most cases. Was there ever a moment when you were in that Super Bowl where you looked around and you envisioned yourself in that cornfield in Iowa when you guys were getting ready for that arena league? (laughs) Did you do that? No, I did not envision that. Uh, Thought about it a little bit after. Uh, but no, never, uh, cool. you know, I, I don't yeah. have my moment like Joe Montana where he was pointing out John Candy or me. I was, I was thinking about myself in the cornfield and then dropped back and threw a touchdown pass. I'm sorry. I don't have that moment or it would it would have made the movie. Okay. Well, one last question about the movie here. Cause we're here. You're a terrible line dancer. Is that real? Are you uh, good now? Have you gotten good at line dancing? And does the wife still kill it on the dance floor? Uh, Yes, I've gotten good at, at line dancing, uh, but you know, I was know. Only they ended the movie. Good. They did not give you any. Yeah, no, I was only not good because I had never done it. Like, I mean, you know, you don't just jump out there and, and you know jump into a line dance and know what you're doing. You got to practice a little bit. But I got, you know, I, I've got a little bit of rhythm, Pat. I'm, I'm all right. You got you, copper, you got Copperhead Road, Don. Like Copperhead Road comes on, you're ready. You got it. You're ready to go. Line dance. No, I, I do not know any of the dances now. But oh, I would be, I would be happy to. Come on. I'd be happy to go to a country bar with you and, yes. and line dance and learn the dance. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Are we wearing full fits? Are we wearing full fits? Full cowboy up? Yes. You know me. It was tough enough for me to just get a belt buckle on. So I haven't made. Oh made no. <laughs> I haven't made that choice. See, that was that was perfect timing. Oh, it's going. It's going. <laughs> so, uh, no, I, I don't know about the cowboy hat and the cowboy boots. Oh, are you all in with that? Would you wear I, a cowboy? I, are you kidding me? Yes. Are, yeah. are you still going? Are you going sleeveless? Or are you going with uh, oh, one of those funky no, plaid country? I'll go tank top, probably with a vest on top, though. Ooh. Probably vest okay. with boots. Tank top, vest, cowboy boots, and cowboy hat. Yeah, it'll be. Probably. I can't wear all black, though, because at a, uh, I've been to the line dancing bars before. The guy dressed in all black in the front, he he's their champion. Yeah. He's the champion, right? Oh, yeah. He's, he's killing it. And with the necklace on, the necklace and the tank top, no doubt. You would have to be killing it. Well, I'd wear a bolo tie, yeah. I, I wouldn't wear a, <laughs> I'd wear a bolo tie coat. I'd have respect. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Ed. That's the last question. Movie. I learned a lot about you. Okay, and I, I would love to go line dancing with you. Uh, go ahead, AJ. Kurt, the last one for me. I hate to pivot away from the line dancing conversation. <laughs> I want to get back to this. It's quite all right. Quite all right. The, the quarterbacks, you said, like natural throwers of the football. Are there starting quarterbacks in the NFL right now that you think are not natural throwers of the football? Is that something you can learn? Uh, I, I don't know if it's something that you can learn. So I, I got a young guy that's actually going to college, a quarterback. My son is a, is a quarterback. And that's one thing that we work on all the time. Or I shouldn't say we work on it. One thing that I tell him all the time is you need to always become more athletic as a quarterback. And oftentimes it's not practicing the quarterback position where you learn that. I tell him I want him to play basketball. I want him to play baseball. Because sometimes 
you know, it's those sports that create the ability to have to do things while you awareness too. As a quarterback, like I know what I'm going to do. If everything's right, I'm going to hit my back foot and I'm going to step up in the pocket and everything's perfect and I'm just going to throw it. And most guys can do that. It's the other stuff that you you learn how to control your body. You learn how to throw. I mean, I don't think there's any coincidence, AJ, that guys like Kyler Murray and wow. Russell Wilson and Patrick Mahomes right. were all big time baseball players. Because in baseball, you know, you're shortstop and you're getting a backhand at shortstop. You don't get to stop, set up, lead with your back foot and throw it to first base. You've got to learn how to make that throw when you're falling towards third base. You got to make it back to first base. And so I think it's 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 it can be learned, but it has to be learned outside the game of football more than inside the game of football. And oh, we do have some guys in the league that um, that aren't natural throwers of the football. And I think it's a constant battle for them to be consistent week in and week out when you're not a natural thrower of the football. And this is obviously when you talk about the quarterback position and playing other sports, it helps. When you play any any sport, any position, playing other sports helps. That has become that became something though there for a while. When I did that college football uh, year where I was calling games, I was chatting with some of the special teams coordinators, and they're like, even the punters, like the punters, literally just start punting when they're in like third grade, and they only punt. So if anything goes off script, like they're dead, they're absolutely dead. It's getting we, worse too, Pat. No, it's not. It can't be. Yes, People it's going. It's, it's getting worse. I am living it right now. It's no doubt. Worse. We're, we're, no we're doubt. not having into it. Yeah, can't have it. All right, Kurt. I assume you have to go. That's why your calls are coming in right now. Yeah. Have an incredible draft. <laughs> we appreciate. Appreciate the hell out of you, ladies and gentlemen. Hall of Famer Kurt Warner. Yeah, yeah we're probably supposed to have him all for a little bit ago. Fifteen minutes. Ago. <laughs> yeah. He's in on. Vegas, right? Yeah, he's mm-hmm. in Vegas. He probably has a bum 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 bum. Yeah, we yeah. do apologize to whoever was afterwards. That's on us. Line With that being said, howdy, dude. <laughs> hey, I've been to more. Well, this is what we went about talking about yesterday. Where if like somebody super confident wants to do something. All right, I'm in. Yeah, I'm going honky tonk. That has led me. Yes, <laughs> that has led me to yeah, a yeah. lot of things. Hey, we'll go down the line, ba- or line dance bar tonight or whatever. We have one of those here. Yeah, let's go. See there. <laughs> do you know the dancers or not? Like, do you know the dancers? I do not know them. Okay, cool. Neither do I. But if he, if I was going with somebody that knew all of the dances, I would have to reconsider because that's like going Correct. to a wedding with somebody that's in the wedding and you're like by yeah. yourself. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Yep. Like, hey, Kinda I don't just- know. Sitting on the sidelines still the entire night. Yeah, I guess I'll just booze by myself. Can we bring somebody else? <laughs> yeah. Can I bring somebody else? This would be great because there's an entire. Hey, they have practice and shit. They have Tuesday- for, line, for line dancing. Yeah, yes, to- they have Tuesday practices. They yeah, have Tuesday practices for fucking Wait, Friday, are there teams Saturday or night. Just for this certain bars. Just for the bar. Like, uh, come on to basically the way they were recruiting me. Because the guy I did go with, he lied. He knew a lot of the dances. Come on. Okay. And the, the person, his friend from home that we went with, he also yep. knew. So I was stuck mostly by myself. And then I go out there. And if you don't know it, it's like not even fun. Like, no, like, no, no. Because no. if, you're, if you're trying to keep up, like they they welcome people to try and but once you're like the drunk person you know you're kind of yeah fucking everything you gotta have some self-awareness like the electric slide at a wedding you don't jump out there on the electric slide if you don't know it bingo there's no reason to and if you're going into you you have to like actually put forth effort not Mm -hmm. to fuck up everything they got going on you know that's what it felt hey we got a routine going on in here and then you're just the drunk white that was dropped in the middle of it Mm -hmm. like that that can't happen so basically the entire time i spent on the outside and they were telling me i gotta come practice on it next 
Tuesday. And obviously at the beginning of the night, I was like, there's no way I'm going to practice on Tuesday, okay? This, <laughs> I'm just gonna hang out. As I got more boozed up, man, I met the person that's instructing the class on mm -hmm, Tuesday. Mm -hmm. We talked about the class layout, what we're gonna go through. <laughs> I mean, I was having a good old time. I never made it to Tuesday. Yeah, else. sure, no, no. can't do it. Talk it, about it, though. It's a real thing. Tony, I think you were about to say you've gone to the practice. Before. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I went to a Friday or Saturday night, and I was fucking astonished how every single person in the bar knew the fucking dances for every single song. So I asked someone, I said, how does everyone know this? And they said, oh, we practiced on Tuesday nights. I was, Dude, it's like dance moms. I think. Is this one specific bar? No, it's just most... I think most, every city will have one. Most honky tonks have a Tuesday night practice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but every city will have one too. You know, where all the uh, country cool. boys mm -hmm. You might be out on work in this place, but you can come on down here. We did not grow up with any. <laughs> now, yeah, we. This is not something that <laughs> I thought we had to do it in gym class. I think we had to square dance or what? Dance oh yeah, in, uh, gym class like in third grade. That's Ohio. That's awesome. <laughs> That's Illinois as well. Yeah, we, yeah, we really? had to, too. Yeah, dude, like the jitterbug and shit oh, like yeah. that. You bet. Jitterbug. Hey, slide. I will say, a lot of those line dances, though, I quickly realized, are the electric slide with an extra kick. Ah. You know, so like you do Just like, like the upbeat electric slide. What's that one? The same thing. Um, um, something wobble? Slide to the left. That whole deal. I think it's called the wobble. Then you just do it again. Yeah. The wobble is awesome. Nah, kick. Nah, kick. Cupid shuffle? No. Oh, that is the Cupid shuffle. Is it? Yeah. 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 Those are good times. Everybody feels welcome on dance floor. Everybody's happy on dance floor. That's right. Sounds awesome. What? The whole entire thing. Yeah, so the Northeast doesn't know much. No, I've no. never even been to a bar that doesn't. Never really Bro, seen anyone it, do it. It is insane. When I told him about the guy in all black, like in everybody's little honky tonk around the country right now, they know who I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. That is Abby Lee of Dance Moms. That is the <laughs> that is the person up in the front. That is the person that is leading the way. And he he remixes normally too. And there's a, he normally has a counterpart, I believe, in, in some in the lady who mm -hmm. just fucking yeah, yeah. kills it. But yeah, there's a full. I mean, we're talking tucked in, real tight. He's got some flair going on too. He adds a little something, a little sauce on the dances. Hey, it's showtime. Yeah. Whoa. Okay. He's been working all week doing whatever the fuck he's been doing. Mm -hmm. You talk about ten o'clock on a Friday night. Oh. There is one place he is. That's in the front of the fucking line Hell dancing yeah. crowd. Yeah. I, I'm just ice the cold guy. Budweiser. Ice. Oh, oh ice dude. Cold. Belt buckle. Ice awesome. Cold. Yeah. 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 Bud heavy. That hat. Like son-in-law. That's what Paulie Shore does in son-in-law. Doesn't he come in and steal the show <laughs> with the assless chaps? Yeah. I have no idea. <laughs> I don't think yeah. That's a good movie. <laughs> yeah. It's old. I mean, so old school. Good. Yeah. Okay. That's when Paulie Shore was, was really rolling. <laughs> okay, I mean, yeah, then yes, just like that. That's what it, I don't know if it's assless chaps, so normally they have an incredible Have you ever been to Gillies, I believe it's called, like in Dallas? It's a giant honky tonk. I don't think so. I think it's called Gillies because I think Travolta in that whatever urban cowboy movie from like the seventies or eighties, but my parents watched like that took place there maybe. Hey, those dudes used to get it. Oh yeah. And another place, by the way, you gotta know what the fuck you're doing, like a roller rink. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I've been bland white. I'm always white. in those. Those guys. I've been bland white dropped in the middle of that one time. It's like, all right, I'm going to go ahead and get the fuck off of here. Yeah. <laughs> those guys are the smoothest dudes on the planet. got to bring the blade. All time. And they have the... Uh, Floyd Mayweather. The awareness level. Yeah. Yeah. The, the awareness level of 100 on Madden every level. Have the, to. Yes, because there's always me some clown who's going to make it wrong way. <laughs> got to be out there, and then boom. You know what I mean? It's oh, yeah. Some spin move. Right. Kick right on beat, drop into it, down into a knee. Oh. Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. I can't stop right now. And you just did that around me. Yeah. There's a couple places where you got to really know. Hey, you could, you could really fuck a lot of 
a lot of shit up here. Oh, yeah, yeah. big That's, time. Just because you're drunk doesn't mean you got to ruin everybody else's <laughs> night. <laughs> All right. Uh, joining us now, a insider for Fox Sports. A host. Hey, good morning. Football's going through some shakeups, sounds like. What? Whoa. What happened? Mm. Sounds like going through some Like, shit. wait, right now during the draft? No, no, no. But soon. But soon, okay. I believe. You all right, son? I'm unaware. What's going on? Computer's Tony. Hey, Tony, I saw that clip. You look explosive, man, when you, you uh, shed the bag and you made a tackle. He's in good shape. He brought his hips. How many years ago was that? Like three. Three years ago. You still got it in you? That was already way into the decline as well. Oh, it's stuck on the microphone. That's terrible. Oh, That's no. very unfortunate. We're good, we're good. You're... <laughs> is caught on the only thing it could be caught on. Could be <laughs> yeah. It's plugged in. We're good. All right, all right, all right. Joining us now, um, one of the hosts of Good Morning Football. A lot of chatter about that show. Yeah. A lot of conversation about that show on the internet right now. A lot of rumors. Oh. Oh. What's that about? Your best friends at the NFL Network in the morning. What's going on over there? I know. Can't be split up. What hey, by the way, we're, we're, we're fans of the show. Heavily yeah. Huge. Heavily invested. We watch every single morning, so I don't know if this guy's going to have all those answers, but we do know he is in Las Vegas. Ooh. He is live at the draft. Okay. Friend of the show, ladies and gentlemen, Peter Schrager. Yeah, yeah. Peter. What's up, Schrager? Repping the UNLV Running Rebs football <laughs> program now that I'm here. When in Rome, you know what I mean? Let's hey, go. Hey, hold on. We saw you do this yesterday, too, on Good Morning Football. What yeah. happened? They're giving you money for this? You're getting you're yeah. sponsored by UNLV, Shrakes? <laughs> they had, I'll tell you the truth of it. They had a two-win season. Their coach is a guy, Marcus Arroyo, used to coach the Bucks, and their assistant's a guy, Nick Holes, who I knew. He said, can you wear this hat? I said, yeah, sure. I'm wearing the hat. Hey, shout <laughs> out. Shout, shout out. out. Hey, baby, Shrakes. 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 Shrakes got an NIL deal. Yeah. For him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, okay, Shrakes, you're in Vegas. We've been watching you. You've looked fantastic. The okay. uh, dialogue has been amazing. We're hours away now from teams making decisions that are going to change the future forever. What are you hearing? What are some thoughts? It feels like nobody has a clue what's going on. Are we wrong in saying that? No, everyone has, has a clue. The problem is there's no uh, confirmed anything, which is kind of cool. Well, I think it's fun to watch tonight. I actually like, you know, I'm an insider reporter. I'm not on the broadcast tonight. I work day two and day three. I think I'm going to do something. Bad. What? Oh, what's that all about? Not, Why are you on day two? I haven't done in 15 Peter years. Peter Come on. Yes, on day yes. one? Tell me what you think of this. Well, I don't I'm like it. You're not on day one. Trey, you should be on day one. What are you doing tonight? I was on four hours this morning. I did my job. Let's go. <laughs> um, all right. Here's what, here's what I'm going to suggest tonight. to everybody. going to get tonight? Put the phone away tonight. No text, no tweet. What? Just enjoy the draft. It's going to be like yeah. a reality show like we've never seen. I don't want to. Yeah, no. I don't want to have Peter. Albert Breer well, yeah, I mean, and Jason Lock and Fora tip the picks. Oh, That's not fun. That. Let's watch the draft. Okay, he's like we used to watch mm -hmm. the draft and just enjoy the shit out of the best television program on without knowing five seconds ahead of time where the pick is. I can't wait because I'll tell you what. Okay. I, like, this is I think an Trayvon, announcement to other insiders. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think he's the pick, Trayvon Walker at one, but I don't know for sure. And I'll tell you this. What I've heard in Jacksonville is that Trent Baalke is a Trayvon Walker guy. There are other people in that building who are Hutchinson fans. They're Icky fans. The Ooh. owner has met with all the top prospects and is yet to really weigh in, which means it's like could be with like one minute left on the clock. Shad Khan is like, take Hutchinson. You know, like this could be amazing drama in Jacksonville. Right I've now. made my decision. 
What if that is what? Awesome. What if he walks in with that fucking mustache? Oh. That mustache all the way up to his eyes. He's been waiting for this mm-hmm. day for a long time. Twist it up. Maybe the take the punter. Maybe yes. the cool. Yeah, well, that, nice. uh, that'd be sweet. Uh, yeah, that'd, be yeah. sweet. that'd be sweet with me. That'd be the first ever marketing marketable story. story of the yeah. position. Yeah, man, I love Matt Rise. I hope he has an incredible career. But Forbes, a lot of disrespect flowing out of your fingertips mm-hmm. over there. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Stratcom's gonna walk in with that incredible mustache. Yeah, he is the coolest looking human I think that we have in the NFL. That it just he looks sweet all the time. Him walking into that. You know, war room, and the coaches have made their decision. The GM has made their decision. Some scouts have made their decision. And he's met with them each individually, and he met with the person. What if they – do they not know? Is that why nobody has a clue? He's walking in there tonight and saying, I've made my ruling. Is that what he's doing? No, he, and he might not even have the final say. He might defer to Trent or oh, to Doug. Right. I was Jeez. with – Fuck. But he, no, look, he's match. met with everyone. He's met with everyone, and he hasn't made his, like, hey – I was with Aiden Hutchinson last night. Name drop. Pum, pum. Name drop. Wow. Aiden's cool. Okay, Aiden's boozing up a little bit. Yeah. No, 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 I'm joking. Aiden's probably not. He's probably enjoying the moment working. I was more. with him last night, and I'm like, for a while. And I was like, dude, oh. uh, you could, you know, just tell me. You know, Obviously, I'm not going to go on McAfee tomorrow and tell you. Tell him exactly what you said. Uh, do you know? Do you know where you're going? He's like, honestly, I don't know. And I've been around this a long time, Pat. The first pick knows by now whether he's oh, going wow. first overall. Oh, wow. Aiden Hutch. Oh. So that, uh, I get the feeling that he hasn't been told, and at the very least, uh, you know, maybe Trayvon's been tipped off, but I would know that too. I, I don't think they've told the players or the agents yet, and there's nothing oh, to gain not, by it's not. Nothing. Doing. Okay. We thought it was something. It's nothing. They haven't told anybody because if they did, you know, if you think they had told somebody, uh, look. I'd lean towards Walker right now. That's what I would say. Okay. He became favorite on Sunday uh, or Monday or morning or whatever mm-hmm. when a bunch of shops went on him uh, to go number one overall as well, causing FanDuel and other sports books to go, whoa, 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 whoa. Those people are betting on what does that mean? Oh, that means, oh my God, we got to make this change real quick. But they have been wrong in the past. Can't wait to see what happens tonight. Go ahead, AJ. Triggs, how many people do you think in, in some of these organizations actually know? what their top preference may be when it comes to the first round of the draft. Just talked about yeah, that's a great question. I think that there is now a consensus board, quote unquote, that's been built in just about every building. Now, okay, Jacksonville okay. aside, let's say that they know they know <laughs> who it, but then things happen. Two, three, four, wait, that guy's on the board, this guy's on the board. And I already know that one team texted me and said, Hey, this is a team in the top ten who's very interested in this answer, said, Hey, I've heard Detroit Thibodeau. What do you think? And I'm like well, shit, if Detroit takes Thibodeau, too, and doesn't take Hutchinson, well, then we're in a whole different deal. And Houston, who was expecting no chance Hutchinson, whose parents are from the Houston area, no chance he would be involved. Suddenly, you're, you're bored of Jess. So they've done all these scenarios. And I would say this. I would say the general manager, the owner in a lot of cases, and the head coach probably have been through those scenarios. And usually the coordinators are well aware, too. Okay, so let's run through what you just said and add a little layer to this. Josina Anderson was interviewing uh, Thibodeau, and he was talking about how he got along with the GM, I believe, Brad Holmes. Mm-hmm. Brad Holmes. He said it felt like an uncle at the cookout. I was talking to him. We got yeah. along really well. Had a great conversation. So is that adding to the conversation that people are learning that Thibodeau and uh, Detroit <laughs> had an incredible convo <laughs> and had an incredible meeting? And then also follow up: Is he the 
That would, that would mean that he's definitely, in everybody's eyes, the best player because it was only the question marks about him as a human, right? Wasn't that the thing that was kind of the bullshit that was getting out there was he was question mark uh, off the field, but instead he's just in, has a different personality than the normal player because that's, he's a freak? It's not, it's, not, it's not even human. It's like, all right, so there's a couple of things with him, and, and you could, that's the could first Could he thing. go one? Could he go one? No way. I'd be surprised. I'd be surprised one. I haven't heard no his name tied to one. But January, he, he was number one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. If he were to go two, um, that would mean that they take him over the local guy, Hutchinson, which might be an uproar there in Detroit immediately. But it would also mean that he hit it off not just with Holmes, but he would. it would also mean that he hit it off with Chris Spielman, who is as football as it gets, Dan Campbell, who's as football as it gets, uh, Aaron Glenn, who's as football like, – all that stuff that Thibodeau talks about, which is like NFTs and crypto and a lot of the stuff that people roll their eyes in football circles. If he can get those guys where Spielman like literally wakes up and like eats a football for breakfast and then, and, you know, obviously Campbell eats kneecaps and the whole thing. If those guys can be cool with the guy talking about his brand and all that stuff, it means they really were impressed with the player and the person. And that would be a shocker to me. But there is a lot of people around the league calling me and being like, hey. Hutchinson's not even a slam dunk at two. Just beware. I'm like, all right. Schrager did not say that Thibodeau will not be somebody's favorite because of all that. He was just referencing the Detroit Lions yes. as an individual team. Mm -hmm. I want, just so people don't take your words and say like, oh, because he talks about NFTs and crypto, yep. some football okay. people won't like him. There's some teams that love that shit. Mm -hmm. There's some situations that love certain types of players and other things. And there's some organizations that we just know who they are. For instance, Ty Schmidt with the Green Bay Packers. Your question yep. for Schrager? Yeah, Schrager, I believe. I believe it was in the mock draft you uh, released today. You have the Packers trading up and getting Chris Olave. Are you hearing that that's an actual possibility oh that they might be trading up to get one of those guys? Here's what I'll tell you. Uh, this one's uh, Brian. It, it's the front office. Goody's the guy right now, and they got their board set and all this thing. But the way it's going to go, these wide receivers will be long gone before 22. So if they want to get Rodgers one of the top four, which I'm told it's four guys and a giant drop off, then – You've got Burks and Dotson, and then you've got another drop-off, then Watson and more. But if you want Drake London, Alave, Jamison Williams, or Garrett Wilson, you have to trade up into the top 12, top 13. Those guys will fly off the boards tonight. And I, the only way I see the Packers being able to satisfy what they need, especially for Rodgers and a guy like Olave who could play right away, would have to be trading up to do so. So that was my move, but knowing the board and how it's going to shake out tonight, it, they cannot go in there. I just I can't imagine – the reaction internally and externally when the Packers are on the clock and they draft an offensive guard and a defensive back I'll with their first somebody. two first round picks. Which what are you talking about? Hope, keep them safe. Don't trade up. What might happen? Protect Aaron. Yeah. Yeah. Protect Aaron. What are you talking about? You he's guys... he's safe. Okay, we get him a fucking guy to throw the ball to. Darren Waller, I thought. Oh no, yeah, well, no that ain't no. fucking happening. No. Not like Debo's happening either. Random so. call. Hey, Debo's going to the Jets, huh? That's what's happening, Trades. Jets, Jets are interested. I don't know if the 49ers will trade him. That's the thing. I've said this on your show for a couple weeks now. Like, they they know his value to them, and they believe they can mend all fences. And truthfully, they don't – I mean, Debo's started off with – we heard reports from our guys saying that he didn't like the way he was being used. Then there was reports that he wanted to be closer to home. Then there was reports that actually was the money. So 
I hear all that. I say like, this just needs to be a moment where we all sit down and figure out what we want to do. We'll pay you. Don't worry. We'll make it happen. But uh, I, I don't think I don't think San Francisco is looking to trade Debo Samuel. Yeah, he's really good at football. I was really hoping he would trade. Uh, they would trade him to the Colts. But the then when I heard that wasn't going to happen, I was like, all right, I hope he stays in San Fran. And then you know, because yeah. if he ends up at the Packers and Aaron, sure, oh, that would be, be cool. Tasty. That'd be sweet. Could you imagine Debo and Aaron on? Oh, the team? oh no, pretty I good. can't. It's um, not going to happen. Never going to happen. Yeah, never going to happen. That's a shame. Go ahead, Connor. Yeah, Shrakes. Any teams that don't have a first round pick right now that you could see probably trading up into the first round? Like Jim Mersey yesterday tweeted, uh, "We have the forty fourth pick, or do we?" Or something Whoa. like that. I forget exactly what the tweet was, but do you see that happening tonight or no? Yeah, uh, yeah. I can't ever predict on that stuff. What happens is at the end of the first round, if there's a player that's falling that is way, 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 you know, valued differently, and is suddenly sitting there at like twenty seven, twenty eight, twenty nine, thirty. That's when those teams will kind of trade up and say, hey, we'll give you next year's first-round pick also. What was our um, tweet? Yeah, 42nd. We will have the 42nd. 42nd. And or can you take we? that ticker down? Or will we? What's that? Is he trading out? Oh. Or is he trading up? Oh. He looks yeah. awesome. Yeah. He looks good, doesn't he? Yeah, he looks yeah. awesome. Yeah, but to be completely honest with you, I, I don't have a team in the second. The Raiders don't have a first-round pick. The Browns don't have a first-round pick. The 49ers, the Dolphins. I, I, you know, with the off seasons, all those teams had, I don't have a team that's trading up to get a particular player right now. Eight teams have two picks in the first round. I assume some of those picks might get a little bit cheaper than they had been in the years past. I mean, I'm, I'm very interested to see who moves, who doesn't. Um, is that a recent picture of Jim Mercer right there? I don't know. Matt, do you know? That should be his no go-to photo. He looks tan. He looks Good. fucking yeah, awesome. Great. Great. Right. Glasses. I, was, I was about to say, like, hey, this might be the best Jim Mercer. Look at that. He looks good. He did a great suit, too. Yeah. I mean, that suit is. Pocket he, should, he should run a program with Vince. Those two guys could fight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a good program. Good program. Uh, you're an idiot. Uh, Tony, you have something for Shregs? Yeah, Shregs, you and DJ both Dan track. Jeremiah uh, move sticks. Both had Brees Hall going in the first round as the only running back going in the first round. Um, sportsbooks disagree. How confident are you that a running back goes in the first round? I've got one team, the Buffalo Bills, that I think they're interested in running back. They're also interested in defensive back. If one of the top DBs were to fall to 25, one of the guys that they grade high, they might go DB over running back, and you know they've, they've got to address that need. But that's the one team I have right now, running back to the Bills. If they don't take a running back, I don't know if there's another team that's going running back. All right. Well, we can't wait to watch along as you watch along and not tip yeah. any picks. Don't tip the picks. It's fun to just watch. Yeah, it felt like you were Thank trying to talk friends. to us or talk to the fans. You were talking to other insiders out there. You're yeah. like, hey, insiders, let's not do this. <laughs> He's talking to people that tweet the pick five seconds early. Yeah. Actually, everybody, tweet the pick. No, don't tweet the pick. It's not fun. It's stupid. We get yeah. it. Everybody could do it if they wanted to. Yeah, Shrakes, I think that's what you said whenever Shams did one. Shams did one, and I think you came on this show, and you were like, uh, I think you said, oh, Shams. Shams gets in the NFL world every once in a while. He tweets a draft. You did it on like a rant. Well, we could all do that or whatever if we wanted to or something. It was like, uh, I can tell you, when the second the team goes on the clock, I, there's nothing to lose. I can text a team and say, who are you taking? And just tweet out, Eagles are taking blank with 14 minutes on the clock. But I think a lot of people at home kind of like the suspense of hearing the name called. And I'm very territorial of football. I don't even dare do my Blake Griffin news that I have. So, Shams, stay in your lane, bro. <laughs> some Spencer Dinwiddie news I want to drop, but I've been respectful. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Shams will love that. 
Shams will yeah. love that, mm-hmm. as will we. Uh, can you just text us who's getting picked? Ooh. Yes, I'll text you every pick you want. Just text me honestly. When they're on the clock, I'll tell you exactly who's getting picked. All right, so Shrek, I'm going to let you know. I will not live by the code that you were trying to live by, though. No. Yeah. I will immediately go, <laughs> Team of those going to enjoy it. <laughs> Don't listen to anything they're saying on TV. It's all a waste of time. Team of to Detroit. <laughs> I would do that immediately upon texting me. Don't do that. I won't. That'd be bad. Um, but hey, watch tomorrow and Saturday NFL Network. My mug is going to be all over that thing. Hold on, ESPN and ABC got Chris Angel. What's yeah. that? Why don't you guys do that? What happened? What do you mean? Good. I like his stuff. AJ. <laughs> AJ. <laughs> what do you mean? Never, I've never seen him that interesting. Yeah. Uh, Chris Angel, dude. He's on. He's performing tonight and tomorrow. When? ESPN, ABC. Shrek. What on air? I don't want to be on air when he's performing. I need to watch that. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. What was this? Uh, I'll tweet about a live. T- I won't tweet all night, and then Angel gets on. I'll be live tweeting every move. Shregs, let him let him go. Uh, break you in half and flip you around on a park bench. <laughs> <laughs> what was this Remember thing that like? Freak. What was this thing? Mind like, freak. Mind freak. Mind yeah. freak. Mind freak. I like that guy. It was awesome. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I watched. Ain't hey, man? It was awesome. All right, we appreciate you, Shregs. Enjoy night two and night three. We will watch. We appreciate you. Uh, oh, stuff. Oh no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. Pete. You have What's to. happening? Peter. What? Good morning, football. A lot of conversation on in the uh, fans yeah. internet. Yeah. Fan yeah. Internet. I got. I got my lunch pail, my construction hat. I just go to work. I do me, okay? Oh, oh no. Yeah, coach's son. Oh, no. Right. Coach's son. I'm grinder. I'm the guy you're just going to want to just be a lunch pail guy. That's all I do. I don't all get involved with anything first else. One in the I know that of all my co-hosts, you, and Shrex. I would love to continue in, in the way we have it. But I'll just say this. I talk about me. Let's roll. Oh, jeez. That's all not good. Right. We love Shrex. what you do, Shregs. Love Peter Shregs. Yeah, that didn't sound good. Yeah, yeah it doesn't. Moment what are the rumors? Silence, like, man. who's leaving? What's uh, happening? You know, uh, AJ. You know, dude. I, you know, yesterday you mentioned Kay Adams leaving, possibly. Yeah. 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 Or more yeah, it feels like fucking Ross and Rachel are breaking up, dude. Exactly. <laughs> who's Ross? Who's Rachel? You, you know. know who they are. And this office has uh, some ideas on who should be the replacement if that does happen. Yeah. We and gotta, who shouldn't be the replacement yeah. of that. There's a top three. We I got. would assume, you know, that the internet has come alive about this show because... I mean, a lot of people just watch NFL Network. We we have NFL Network on every, every day, single yeah, morning, every start day. to finish. Uh, there's a lot of people that are like that, and the internet is getting loud with the chance of uh, change potentially on the horizon. Yeah, they're not happy about it. Peter, people should... don't want the train the change, right? No, no, no. no, nobody likes change. The Good Morning Football Reddit has Whoa. actually been blowing up. People are very nervous for the next chapter. Hey, it's a it's oh, no. it's interesting. I'm gonna see what they I'm are all their contracts up or what? Well, we don't know all no. the ins and outs. Yeah. Let's go to the fence. Guess I'm gonna pay attention. You should. Yeah, you should. Well, man. also, you didn't. You not knowing Chris Angel. Yeah. What's yeah. your problem? Where are you? Wake up! I didn't know that he's performing tonight. Yeah. Well, here's tomorrow. here's the thing, though. We know you were on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Yep. We know it. Obviously, I've seen it. Congratulations, yeah. man. Yeah. Great. I tell you what, I'm not joking. I hate it. I don't want to do it anymore. Like, I don't like <laughs> you, posting. You don't. <laughs> what? No. The last time you posted was last draft spectacular. I don't, I Are really you retiring don't. from posting again? No, oh, no, oh, Jesus. Of course. This, guy. <laughs> this <laughs> fucking guy. Let's have a retirement ceremony. Yeah. 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 All right, Jay. Hey, you got to know, know your strengths and weaknesses. And right now, that is not one of my strengths. And it's not something I'm passionate about. But I will do it every once in a while. Literally once a year, it seems. Like, I don't want it to feel fake. You know, I'm not going to just do it to do it. So. Well, of course not, because that's not what AJ Hawk would do. Um, yeah. When you did the Miller Lite commercial, is that where you learned? 
Hashtag influencer? Is that where you learned? No, I just, I don't, I don't know if that's a thing. I just assumed that's what I should do. <laughs> Smart. You know, like the, the book, what's the book? You know, like, hey, I'm going to think about money and all of a sudden a billion dollars shows up. Isn't that kind of what it is? Oh, so you were putting out into the universe that yeah. you Influence. are an influencer. Mm -hmm. You're hoping to influence people to the show. We appreciate it, man. Yeah. Thank you, AJ. It is an honor. Out of three of your social media marketing partnerships, we are two of them. Yeah. yeah. So we are very honored to be a part yeah. of the AJ Hawk train. It's unbelievable. Must have watched the morning walk talk with Gary Vee because it was all about, oh, you know, yeah. the genuine giraffe this morning. And I assume that's why he wants to be more genuine on social media. As you be your true self. What? What do you gave? I don't, I've never, I, like, the fact that Connor sees all this stuff, that's what kills me. Of course we all see. Oh, we yeah, are on the internet. internet. We are an internet it's company. Where did the picture come from, too, of me? What's that? Where'd that picture come from? It's definitely somebody else's. We shouldn't talk about it, though. They can see in DS right now. So No, it's when he auditioned for a mob boss on a Netflix series, I think. <laughs> <laughs> did you get it? Did you get the Actually, job? Actually, I, I know where it's from. Where'd you, did you get the job? It wasn't a job. It was like a big, it was like a sit down interview type thing with a dude and they took a bunch of pictures. Oh, no. this is when you were telling everybody you were a pilot. In oh. Is that when? No, no this been. was after that. <laughs> it must been. Been. When he was in Aviator pilot Magazine. Yeah. <laughs> what were you in Aviator Magazine or something? No, it was some video for something with the no, NFLPA. I seen Wrong. the so magazine. I saw yeah. the photo yeah. shoot. You're you the, did too. You're on the front pit, yeah. front. It was cover. a video. Yeah, it was a video shoot. No, you're sitting in the cockpit, like yeah. mm -hmm. with your head out. Like, hey, you air fishing auto. Yeah, is it for Dateline with Uncle Waxy? It looks oh, a little. Geez. Well, y'all oh, kind of looks like when you dressed up as Ernie Adams for Halloween. I dressed up as Ernie. Did your whole family dress up? The Adams, Adams family. family, not Ernie Adams, Tony. Ernie Adams is football, football genius. They're both bags of bones. <laughs> well, Ernie's old. He is old. We all hope to be a bag of bones one day. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go to the phones. Um, let's go to San Francisco, Joey, on this draft spectacular day. We have, I, I should go through what we're giving away. Ooh. Let's do it. All right. AJ, this is a big fucking deal. Huge. I know. What do you mean? It's third annual. Are you kidding me? This is like our biggest night. It, it's like it, the Oscars. Hopefully, no one gets oh, slapped. Or, or I mean, maybe. Yeah, deep maybe. Hey, is Will Smith coming on? Well, that's what I'm saying. Maybe we booked Will Smith come in yeah. here and smack some people around. <laughs> we don't know. It's draft spectacular, slaptacular. Ooh. Uh, tonight we will be giving away a Callaway driver. What? An Oculus. What? A massage chair. What? Five hundred bucks to fifty people. What? A PS Five. What? Then, potentially, giveaways as the concurrent okay. viewers hit different things. Like okay, now we go. Tickets to a lot of awesome things. Yeah. A lot of awesome things. Stuff you want to go to. I love that stuff. With some travel and hotel and everything. Okay. Like that. okay. So tonight, long time. And that's just what's, oh, let alone, we have the other contest we're going to we're going to give away a lot of stuff tonight, AJ. Mm -hmm. Okay? A lot of things are going to be given away from this company. And it's not because... You know, CFO Phil is asking us to do that. No. It's mostly because I view us as a team here, okay? And we have all gotten to this point in the NFL calendar together. Yeah. We have all rode through the waves of bullshit the last few weeks where we've had to speak about things that do not matter, will not matter a week from now, and will never matter in our entire existence. And we have to act as if it 
matters. Mm -hmm. That is a sea of bullshit that we have all had to captain together. And we appreciate that. So we should definitely give things away, especially if you're going to sit through a seven-hour first-round draft of the NFL. You have to do that type of stuff. And we appreciate the hell out of it. With that being said... There's a good chance there's just going to be a lot more giveaways. Oh, yeah. As we get bored, because it's fun to do yeah. and it's awesome to do, and yep. everybody else hates it. We're going to do that. Aaron Rodgers is going to be here. Chris yes. Ballard's yes. going to be here. Woo. Tom Telesco is going to be here. Cliff Kingsbury is going to be wow. here. Wow. Darius Butler's going to be live in studio. AJ's going to be right there. Everybody's going to be in. You know, good costumes for the yeah. spectacular. Uh-huh. Costumes or let's have a night tonight. <laughs> here dude. we go, I'm boys. Isn't AJ giving away fifty thousand dollars too? Whoa. I don't know. You never know what happens tonight. That's a beautiful thing, right? You are wow. such a rat Ooh. bastard. I mean, not tonight, no, but maybe sometime. Well, keep him guessing. Yeah. I know. It's what I'm saying. You never know. We you never get... know what can happen on Draft Spectacular Night. What if AJ has, you know, 15, 16 cigars? Oh. He's all boozed up on nicotine. What? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. He's all jacked up. <laughs> the Packers get somebody good. He's like, I want to give away $50,000. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> maybe his truck. That could happen. Maybe, maybe give away his, his truck. truck. Yeah. Here's house. Uh, yeah, his house. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Give away the fucking house. Give away the house, dude. Hey, publishing Gordon house. AJ, hey, what do you yeah. say? Yeah. Hey. Dan Marino, give away dream house on your internet. Yeah. That's That's right. Right. How about it? AJ basement, probably too. What's that? The CNJ basement thing. Yeah, waterproof oh. basement. Oh. Free you basement. Give away a Gift free, card to <laughs> free restoration. I gotta talk to them. That's They're a great million company. Dollar can't be giving their stuff away. They're a great companies. Yeah, well, they saved you thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. Yeah. They were like a million bucks. Uh-huh. They are very good. Also gave them their, you know, highest growth. It's one of video. the best promos of all time. You hear what are you me? talking about? Dude, that was on the... Killed it. I agree. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. One of the greatest promos of all time. Mm-hmm. Of all time, AJ. You're the best. Anyways. As I was doing it, I felt that. I really did. I was like, this. I nailed it. <laughs> Hey, there's a couple times where I get going and I'm in the middle of it. I'm like, oh, this feels like a good one. Let's not fuck it up here, pal. You know, and then I keep going. Like when I'm doing SmackDown or whatever, and I'm in the middle of a rant about something that obviously is wrestling. So, mm-hmm. you know, we're doing it. Mm-hmm. And I'm going I'm like, oh, this is great. Don't fuck it up. Also, how are we ending this thing? You know, how are yeah. we ending it? Yeah. And then sometimes you mess it up. The fact that you're able to get through that, obviously, and not only hit a home run early, mm-hmm. I mean, you closed oh that thing God. with a dinger as well. Oh. I mean, you, that was front to back, one of the best speaking uh, things I've ever witnessed, AJ. I mean, that's part of the reason I did hashtag influencer on my Instagram post, because I feel like that's what we do. Smart. That's what we do. Hell bring yeah. people in. We bring them in. Do you, have you looked in your comments? I have not. No, they changed that, didn't they? It's hard to look at now. Isn't it hard to look at now? They they weren't right there. But it's not like it's not my thing. Like I don't care to really go look at stuff. I never really do. But it it made they're already making another step. So I'm like, I'm definitely not. It's amazing to us that you hate social media, which could involve you talking to somebody else. But boy, you love going into the worst parts of the internet and learning the worst things about. No, like I don't look at any of the worst parts of the internet. I sit there and I see what's 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 going on in the world outside of sports because somebody has to bring that perspective to the show. Yeah, but it's not just in the world. No, it's actually one particular. It's like, hey, somebody has done something despicable. World, you you have all those websites. Mm -hmm. Why do people watch NASCAR, Pat, for the wrecks? True. No, I want to see Kyle Busch fucking. That's right. You want to see fucking Carl Edwards do a backflip after victory lane. Yeah, climb the fence, you You're fucking right. asshole. Too bad he retired like 20 years ago. Who? Yeah. Who? Carl Edwards. He's what happened? Back. He was young and fit. Well, I haven't fucking watched since. What? 
What? Because Carl Edwards fucking retired early. Yeah, Keslowski. <laughs> wow. Wow. Once Keslowski stopped driving the number two Miller Lite car, I really kind of had to take a back seat with my fandom. Sure. Is Kyle Busch running? Yeah. I Is believe. he fighting? Kyle Busch is winning, though. Okay. Mm-hmm. Making sweet TikTok. That's all you need I to do. I can't argue. Kyle Busch is a winner. He f- what, uh, two weeks ago, they fought someone in person at Helmet On. Yeah. The internet got out. They're throwing yeah. fists. You remember Smart. when the internet got met? Exactly. That's what you just said is what every... Always put your helmet on to go into a fight. <laughs> Are you yeah. kidding me? That's what every football... Oh, that's soft. That's soft. No, it's smart, bud, because I can punch you in the face, and I'm going to headbutt you with this thing, too. Well, you do that with Jesus. your... Yeah, yeah you're a headbutt. Yeah. I'm saying, and you got the guy throwing punches at your helmet, so you... you you can call me whatever you want. I'm going to call myself a genius while you're knocked out. And I would like to let people know, and I did not grow up in the football culture, but ever since you're kids, I think you're actually taught, hey, if a fight happens, keep your helmet on. Mm-hmm. Like, Just keep th- it on. Don't ever take it off, really. Like, that's what you learn at a young age, or you should. Yeah, so you go through the entire – and then that NASCAR fight happens, and I guess in the NASCAR world, everybody's oh, yeah. calling him, oh, he's soft as baby shit, this guy. <laughs> Keeping your helmet on to fight a guy was like – Two very different views on the entire thing. I can see how if you came up in that mindset, I get it. But also, like, can't blame the guy for being able to protect his face in a fight. I mean, that feels like a good move. Yeah, well, back in fucking Bobby Labonte's day, you wanted to look a guy in his eyes before you fucking snatched his soul. <laughs> you want to see the whites in his eyes? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Ty Gibbs there, I believe. So the guy with the helmet on, did he challenge? Yeah, Or was see. he the recipient? Because if he challenged with the helmet on, that's kind of... Is this the, is this what the hell's going yeah, on? It's true. They're fighting. I mean, they're in front of his car. It looks like so. Wouldn't the other guy? The be guy walking came over? to him, and the other guy took helmet off. Yeah. I assume to let him know, see his face, what he's saying. Yeah. Yep. That makes yeah, is he that makes grabbing sense. his leg. It's it looks up. like he's going for a single leg downer. It does. Gnawed kneecaps right there. Hey, I'll yeah. let you know if you're going to fight in the NASCAR pit lane or basically anywhere, they're not going to let it get to the ground for long. You know, if you're in an octagon, go ahead and let that thing eat. But bar, go ahead and let it go. But if you're in a place with a lot of people with security, they ain't going to let it get to the ground for long. You're actually going to end up getting squashed probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I don't think you should. That guy, probably a wrestler back in his day, one for the single leg. Like That's not the right place for that. that no. might be, so might, Ty might Gibbs be. walks up. Ty Gibbs is monster guy. Walks up to the guy, and he starts to say some shit to him. The guy in the blue, Sam, I think, takes his hat, helmet off, and right when he lifts his helmet off, Ty Gibbs just gives him right in the chin. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> that's, that's, that's what should happen. <laughs> this is interesting. Tactical. <laughs> I mean, Tom McMahon, Tom McMahon used to scream, I don't know, two times, not scream, but two times or uh, maybe even three times a week, like, they always say, don't be the one to hit first. Fuck that, hit first. Mm-hmm. What are we even... He said, are we trying to win or not? I guess if you want to not get sued, I yeah. guess you wait for somebody else to hit you. He's also this big, Tom McMahon. He's also about this tall or whatever. He's like, I'm, I'm fucking hitting somebody first, okay? And that's what we're doing today. We are hitting somebody. They always say, wait, let somebody else hit you. Let them start it so you're the good person. No, you hit them first. Now, there's different, there's different ways to view that. I think a lot of people, when Zito just described that, would say the old buddy with the helmet... A little bit of an aggressive tactic there. A bunch of guys just took the helmet off. But what were they going to do? Just peacock each other? Like and then after exactly. Sam walks up to him and goes, like, take your helmet off, and he, he points at his helmet and just does this kind of, and then he gets him another one. Oh, he punches him again? <laughs> yeah. Let's go. Who is this we, guy? Ty Gibbs? Ty Gibbs is the one who keeps his helmet on. And Joe Gibbs. Uh, do you want the video? Son? Yeah, can we okay. run the video? Oh, no, probably nah, not. Probably We've been not. burying USFL. Mark oh, Martin yeah. never would have done yeah. that. You can't run NASCAR This clips? is from NASCAR. You NASCAR's YouTube. Okay, let's go. Yeah, we can go NASCAR. They would have to love it. It's giving pub to the sport. Fox, though. I don't yeah, know. They don't we need pub. Yeah. buried USFL. They don't need Ready pub. Ready whenever you want. No, fucking... NASCAR don't need no fucking pub. Go ahead. 
Oh, he's out. He's mad. Monster guy. Oh, it's okay. the Xfinity series. All right, so Monster ended behind old Cuzzy. What? He said. Why would you take your helmet off if you're in the light blue? He just thinks Bam. Like, what do you do? Throat chop him? Fucking pushed him. I think so. Oh, gosh. Take your helmet off. Right there. Yeah, he's going to lift his visor up. Don't even do that. Oh, 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 okay. Oh, oh, he caught him oh, multiple oh, times. Good. Oh, oh, oh. that's good. Uppercutting. Oh, at least there's some real punches. Hey, this I is like, like the the um, we went to awesome. school with somebody like knew karate but didn't tell anybody, mm -hmm. and they were getting like bullied, and then all of a sudden out of nowhere, fucking <laughs> perfect karate comes. How about those punches right to the throat? And then yeah, that yeah. guy's trained. I think. Oh yeah, good. looks like it. That guy has thrown a punch before. I wonder if that's what he was saying to him, saying to him, "I'm fucking golden gloves, dude. I'm fucking <laughs> you keep coming. I'm fucking golden gloves." <laughs> That guy said, fuck, you're going up. Pow, 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 bang. How much do they get fined for this? Years do we know? 19, Jesus. Yeah, it's Xfinity Series. It's younger kids. Yeah, they're, this is minor leagues. I mean, they love it. Obviously, NASCAR loves this. They when, have to. They got to say they don't. Winston Cup is on Sunday. Maybe this is what baseball needs more of, this type of stuff. We are talking earlier about saving baseball again because baseball is happening even though, you know, the NFL draft is happening, which isn't a game, and it's being talked about, I don't know, 7,000x the baseball is right now in the sports world. Not that that's baseball's fault. And then we went back all the way back to the, you know, the era of, you know, juicing and everything and oh, what yeah. happened. But they told me that a lot of uh, bench-clearing brawls are happening right now. And then we, we dug a little deeper into that. It's a lot of bench-clearing, oh, fuck yous, I guess. You know what I mean? So I, I don't know. NASCAR can promote fighting, I think, yeah, at this point. That was right? uh, Joe Gibbs' grandson. Knew it. Well, there you go. He's fucking been around. Mm -hmm. But NASCAR, you could do that, and you can. St I would assume they're not suspended half the season. Baseball, if you get in a legit fight, don't they sit you down for a while now? I mean, Pedro got like four games when he fucking tossed Don Zimmer's old yeah, ass yeah. when the you know Yankees and Red That's Sox. That's four were. days. Yeah, that was self defense too. <laughs> yeah, if you're a pitcher, why not? Yeah, it's just the games. It's not your the games you're starting. Correct. It was self defense. Thank you. It was. What's he was charging him, man. Just let well, that old sack of bones you run into him and stomp him. Yeah, but when baseball announces suspensions as games, that's what I was thinking of. It's like literally just days, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He'd be suspended for 14 games. It's like, holy shit. So if you're a pitcher, you might too. not miss a start. If they suspend you four yeah. games, you won't miss a start. Is that real, or is it your next start? Yeah, they might days, specify, because yeah. otherwise there's – there's nothing long, you know. They'd have to have like a 20 plus game suspension every single time to be yeah. four starts. So it probably is like four starts. Do some players play every game? Oh, yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Got <laughs> a lot of guys. 13,000 straight. Could you change your rotation so like you're up? I mean, yeah, probably. No, so people play every single fucking game? Oh, yeah, a lot of guys will play 162 games yeah. or like 157. Get, so those greenies were good back in the day when they used to take amphetamines. You're talking about the gum things that they would chew? I don't know about gum. They took like legit, they called them greenies from like their amphetamines, like legit speed, I think. They used to have gum, right, that would kick in their testosterone that they yeah, had really? going yeah. in their yeah. Manny used to do that, Man Ram. That's, oh. I mean, these scientists getting into this, awesome. I mean, just awesome. Yeah, then they would eat a piece of gum, and that gum would have something in it that would mix with something, and it would up the testosterone for just an amount of time where if they were to drug test immediately after the game, they would not be able to find anything up with it. I'm like, you guys are the best. How do we cheat sports better than everybody else? Yeah. Well, get some goddamn gum involved in that thing. I was incorrect. Kyle Rip can not play 13,000 straight games. It was 2,600 straight games. You say 13,000? Yeah. <laughs> How many years did that guy? Yeah, he played for 65 years. <laughs> Whoa. I heard a very large number. 2600 is still a lot of games straight. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say. 
I mean, nowhere near <laughs> 13,000. <000. laughs> So much the travel they have to do yeah. too. But obviously, you know, this generation does not play as many games because they're fucking soft. Hey, Michael Cole, SmackDown commentator. Yeah. Twenty-five years coming up here in like a month or whatever. Two missed shows every week. Jesus. That's. I mean, that's just. Yeah, unheard of. That might be like the greatest. What did he miss the shows for? I don't know. I don't know. I haven't. I think I've asked. Didn't get the answer. Talk about fucking soft. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> not lying. All right. All right, Cole doesn't deserve. See, I was but, just trying to give him respect. Yeah. yeah. You. Hey, uh, Vince is the one that said, hey, he's a fucking terrible guy, so I'm going to take it from Vince. That uh, was unbelievable that Vince McMahon said <laughs> yeah, that. He, he complimented everybody but him. Let's go to the phones. Let's go to Thomas. Hey, where does he live? Who? Michael Cole. Uh, I think in Texas now. So he just flies home after SmackDown on Fridays, and then he's home for the week? Yeah, unless he has to go do something for NXT or be at Raw or Yeah. <laughs> I mean any of his other responsibilities. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean he <laughs> What does he do? Well, a lot yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people are wondering. He does everything it seems like. Yeah. Let's go to Thomas in Dallas. What's going on, Thomas? How you doing, guys? How you doing? Thank you. Keep moving. Moving. I was curious. I never heard y'all talk about it. Um how did y'all meet? Did y'all all grow up together and get the show started? Oh, or, like, how did y'all get the whole thing started? I was always curious, like, if you had an interview process or if you just got your boys together. Team. All right, Thomas, I appreciate you. A couple guys from high school, a couple uh, interns, one caller that was a ship painter, mm-hmm. and a uh, guy from the internet. Mm-hmm. Coach's son. Coach's son, a friend from kindergarten. Yeah. Doofus with mangled fingers. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> well, he was the ship painter caller. Present. Present. <laughs> Merry. Present. That show. So good. What was it called? Flight of the Concords. Oh. Oh, I never gosh. saw it. Never. What are you talking about? Yeah. You just did the th- their bit. I said present. I mean, that's been used in 700 movies. Like in nope, school, too. Bit. Nah, that's their bit, dude. I've never, what is Fight of the Concords? Is it a movie or a show? This guy stinks. Oh, They're sick. a band, I mean, the actually, that, but it's a show. you've seen it is crazy to me. What are you talking sure. about? I've heard of it. I just have no idea what it is or who's in it. Well, it's business time. <laughs> you haven't seen it. I, mean, I have. I can, I can tell. You have not. You've seen a gif. Okay. No. <laughs> Those dudes are talented, man. They can write a song about anything. There we go. Here we go. Keep <laughs> digging the hole. I'm not. I watched that show. <laughs> I'll back them up here. It's one of the few shows Pat has seen. Maybe start to finish. Bro, New Zealand. It's like Australia, just closer. That's a poster in the back of fucking Murray's office. <laughs> I love that show. I don't know why. I have no idea why. Never I was probably it. injured. When I, uh, it was just uh, so dry and so dumb. It's just great. Yeah, I enjoyed them. Was, is that what kind of came on after House of Cards when, when you were just, in, <laughs> just bedridden for two weeks? That's what has to happen. So that's all. So for me yeah. to get into the shows, I have to be not allowed to move my, from my bed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. So okay. we'll know. Next time I have to do anything like that, let's go ahead and get some things. Get yeah, let's yeah. get some things. All right, <laughs> uh, let's go to the phones. Let's go to Taylor. Anyways, that's a long question or answer. Yeah. You know what I mean? Very long. We know. should do that though. A lot of people ask. We should. Do I wanted to do the same the when I, the first back. year. Bingo. Sorry, yeah. Evie. The first year I was on here, I didn't. I wasn't sure who you grew up with and who came later. Well, I like to think that we've been a family. Yeah, Everyone. Right. It feels like everybody has been together forever. Honestly, yeah, it's a good know. group. I don't know how often this type of thing happens. I don't think. I think it's pretty rare, if ever. <laughs> if ever, yeah. Honestly. I don't know. There's not a lot of downtimes. I mean, it's not like, uh, you know, what did Bill say? Thick uh, thick and thin. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. not not too much thing. No. <laughs> yeah, I don't see any of us leaving to do a uh, afternoon show on CBS Sports. Yeah. Come on, AJ, oh. Tony. That's like twenty years they've been together. Oh, Jeez. Tony. Oh, I thought he was Come talking on. about AJ. We like those guys. We do actually. I know, but I was surprised to see Perloff out of there. Uh-huh. <laughs> I did not know he's, he's doing. That's what you're talking about right now. What? No, no, yeah, that was yeah. a hypothetical. Uh, yeah. Maggie no, and Perloff, right? Yes, Maggie and Perloff have become a part of our daily. So we watch yeah. everybody's shit. Like yeah. we watch every show, right? Well, mm-hmm. Just to see, like, all right, what's going on? Who has information that we certainly don't because we don't have the connections, the amount of people, you know? So it's on everything. Whenever I saw McLovin pop his ass up on the lower right hand screen, yeah. I was very surprised. I, was like, oh my God. I thought it was an Ezekiel situation. I did. Yeah. <laughs> I did. I thought it was another. I thought it was his twin. Where is Elias? Elias, he was in the uh, LAX Corey Griffith song. Yeah. yeah, he had his guitar with him. He's mm-hmm. probably going to a gig. He's a drifter. You know, he's around somewhere. Let's go to Taylor in Atlanta. What's going on, Taylor on the Five Energy phone line, pal? Drifter or grifter? Uh, how's it going, boys? <laughs> it's going great, man. How are you, dude? Aren't they different? Yes, I believe for sure. What's the other one? I'm pretty good. Long-time listener, first-time caller. Hell yeah. To the baseball point that you were just talking about, Ronald Acuna is returning tonight, so baseball is safe. Oh, nice. Thank you, Ronald. Yeah. Thanks, Ronald. Ron. <laughs> Thank you, Acuna. He's a good ball player. But, the, but for my question, why the fuck is Dave Tepper supporting Sam Darnold? Did he not watch the same games that I did? And so the real question is, is if Sam Darnold is our quarterback, should we go full defensive picks to give him no weapons? No protection, so he's officially out. All right, <laughs> Taylor, Taylor, Taylor. That could all that could be all bullshit from Tepper too. By the way, who say he's all in with uh, Darnold because they might take a quarterback, they might trade for Baker. I mean, there is you can't believe anything right now. We got to remember that. And if that, with that being said, a lot of us wonder why Sam Darnold's still potentially starting quarterback in the NFL. Taylor, you're not the only one, pal. Because they're not taking a quarterback at six. That's why. Wow. Yeah, but they might try to. I don't know. They would love to trade back. Who's going to come up and take that from them? Yeah. I don't think Jimmy is out of the question for the Panthers. I honestly don't. I can Even see that. if they use their first-round pick. Because if John Lynch had what? It was two twos he allegedly had? Oh, Jimmy G? I thought yeah, Jimmy G. Yeah, yeah. I was wondering who you were oh, talking yeah, about Jimmy bad. as well. Yeah. Jimmy G. Because Kittle, Kittle just came out and talked about Trey Lance. And if what he's saying is real, then... Maybe they aren't worried about moving Jimmy G because they know Trey Lance is going to be the guy. Yeah, you said Trey Lance has a lot of Josh Allen. Is that just his size and his ability to move? Or I trust, hey, I trust Kittle. Yeah, yeah me I too. trust with what That's Kittle what with football. George yeah. Kittle says Trey Lance has an insane ceiling and reminds him of Bills quarterback Josh Allen at around the NFL. Josh Allen, after his first year in the NFL, whenever he played, there was a lot of question marks on whether or not he was going to work out and whether it was the right decision. Second year, so much better than in the first. Third year, so much better than in the second. And it's like, God, he's still only going to get better and yeah. better and better. <laughs> That might be what Kittle's referring to, and he has the size. Yeah. So maybe Trey Lance is a guy eventually, mm-hmm. but he has a high ceiling. He's also saying, like, not ready yet. Maybe. I don't know. Well, he, he yeah. said in that, too, like, you really can't get better if you're not actually playing the games. Kittle said this. So it's almost like they're at the point where if they really do think he's got all this potential, you're going to have to put him in there and move on. Joining us now is a draft expert, former NFL scout for the Ravens. He. He's on Chargers radio. He calls the games, though, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah. He calls the games for the Chargers. He's uh, one of Amazon Thursday Night Football's uh, feeds. Experts. Scott. Yeah, Scott feeds. 
He's on NFL Network, and he is fantastic. He knows everything about everybody that's going into the draft. Hopefully, he'll be able to inform us about what we're going to watch this evening. A man who everybody says they trust with information about the draft. You never hear that. Ladies and gentlemen, move the sticks, Daniel Jeremiah. Yeah, Daniel! What's up, dude? What's up, man? How's it going? Better room than the others. Yeah, you have the best room out of everybody we've talked to at NFL Network. I don't know if you can see it here. Hold on. I always like to show you guys around. So we've got out this window... Got a bidet? You can look at the pool. We got the Ooh. pool. Oh, we got a bidet. Yeah, I won't show you that. <laughs> hey, the bidet is awesome. Um, that was quite a Vegas treat. Then, Good pool over there. Then we go over to this Jesus. other uh, standard room. King, standard King. And then we've got uh, – that's the draft sets down there. You can't really see it well, but uh, anyway. So we got a two. It's a, it's a two uh, It's a two window. Hey, room. that a baby. Oh, so he's down there. Yeah. Point down there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, now we got to judge like Joel's and Kurt's and Ian's. Kurt. You know, Joel, by the way, Joel doing it outside the Caesars pool was kind of, I mean, that was a little gaudy. I think it was a little much. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Have you talked to him about it or you only saw it? No, I was I was right next to him. We were doing a media availability thing there. So, yeah, you just caught you caught him when we were over there doing that. But that's this is different, man, than any other draft. I remember when I was back at, at Radio City Music Hall, and now we're out here at poolside at, at – uh, you know, at Caesars and and uh, on the Vegas Strip here, it's crazy, man. Are you enjoying it? Is it a nice setup out there for you guys? Dude, it's awesome. I love it. I mean, I, I was uh, I was texting with Mayock this morning. He's always he's such a good dude, and was just you know, hey, wishing you luck and all that. And I said, Mike, even though this it's a different draft, like we don't have kind of that star power of the quarterbacks that, that maybe we've had in years past, but I still get butterflies. It's still fun, man. Like stuff that we grew up watching and to be a part of it it's uh it's still surreal to me i've already crushed like a uh almost a whole box of nilla wafers just like a uh you know kind of like that nervous energy that gets you going in the morning yeah a little stress eating this is your super yeah. bowl thank yeah. you for taking yeah. your time out of your super bowl day with us yeah. Yeah. Oh, on, um if we look at your last mock i believe we have your last mock at least your picks uh, we, we we wrote them in a note section <laughs> Daniel Jeremiah's final mock draft. Number one, Jaguars, Trevon Walker, then Hutchinson to the Lions, and then Icky to the Texans with Sauce Gardner rounding out the top four to the Jets. Obviously, Aiden Hutchinson was number one overall in every, I don't know about yours, but a large majority of people's minds for a long time. It is just the last few days almost, like four days, that Trevon Walker has become the favorite to go number one overall. Is this a read on Trent Balky? Is this inside information? And how many people actually know it? this point that that is the pick well i mean you just take whatever information you can get I'm, i still have aiden hutchinson as my number one player in the draft that hasn't changed it's been that way through the whole process but when you when you're hearing things coming out of jacksonville and people that are tied in there everything seems to be pointing towards uh, to walker so that's why i ended up uh, putting that one in my last one it was and also the other thing guys i think sometimes when this got out like a couple weeks ahead of time when you're getting ready to do something that maybe is a little unpopular or not kind of the uh, the standard decision don't you think it's kind of beneficial to get that out a couple weeks ahead of time so people can get used to it versus the shock of, of taking him at one on thursday night yeah it's smart to give a little heads up to your fan base like yeah. hey you heard aiden hutchinson this entire time uh, a lot of you probably did a lot of research on him learned a lot about him we're all excited about him we're on the hutch train doing your whole thing we're actually not taking him okay, we're changing <laughs> it we need to get this over with quick that initial wave so that they can see some highlights before draft night that's what yeah. you're thinking and does that happen? Yeah, no, I think it does, and I think it has calmed down a little bit. I think people have said, okay, this isn't crazy. You know, he kind of fits what they do. A lot of people have talked about, you know, Trent Baalke and his connection to taking Alden Smith. 
But to me, it's almost more about the scheme that they're running and what they're going to do. And they, they hired Mike Caldwell to be the DC. Uh, he was under Todd Bowles in Tampa. Think about Bowles and JPP and how they used him. Um, I, I think you'll see Trayvon Walker kind of slide into that that similar role. He's a really good player, man. I I I don't have a, a problem with him being a top five pick. If it was me, he's my sixth overall player. I would take Hutchinson. But I mean, this guy's—he's a good football player, man. He'll be good. He's a great football player, Dan. If he if he does go first though, and Hutchinson's sitting there at two, we all assume Detroit is going to take the hometown kid. Is I'm also hearing rumors that they may not. They may not feel pressure to take him if they take somebody else. What happens if they do not take Hutchinson there at two? Tampa bro, dude. Dude, th- this would be uh, that would be a fun draft if that happens because uh, you know I've heard the whispers over the last couple of days. Maybe Detroit would take Thibodeau over him. Um, well, I'd be very surprised if they did. Man, it would not be a popular choice just passing on Hutchinson. Forget take Thibodeau out of it, but just having Hutchinson right there in your lap and not taking him in Detroit. I read be, uh, somewhere set the draft off. Hey, I read somewhere. Nick sent me a picture of an article. Where was that from? Uh, Detroit Free Press, I think. Uh, that Thibodeau said that him and Motor City Dan Campbell, oh. they're talking too much. They're on speed dial. Oh. <laughs> and then uh, Thibodeau told Josina Anderson, I saw it on her Twitter this morning, that Thibodeau said that whenever he meets with uh, the general manager, Brad, it's like an uncle at the cookout. Oh. Hey, wow. Unc. Hey, Unc. Thibodeau. Hey, so. Thibodeau to Detroit. But you're talking about as an overall whole, as an organization, the Michigan guy probably going to end up there, even though Thibodeau. I would just think are, so. Yeah, okay. I mean, that's what my gut's telling me, Pat. But I mean, I've heard all this talk about Thibodeau that's kind of crept up over the last couple of days. Um, I just, man, I just couldn't see them passing to Hutchinson. I know uh, nobody has a clue what Houston's going to do. I always be uh, be leery if you ever hear somebody say that they hear this out of New England or Houston. It's it's I've checked. It's impossible to hear something if the people never speak. So you're never going to hear anything from Belichick. Houston. You're never going to hear anything from Nick. Wow. Jack Easterby is not slipping. They don't. I don't. Just I don't. Dearly beloved, <laughs> number three overall. <laughs> Nobody speaks out of here. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. To hear. So I, I don't know what's. I don't know what they're going to do. Nobody in the league. Everybody. That's the most popular text message I've gotten in the last couple of days. Do you have any idea what Houston's going to do? And I'm like, nobody has any idea what they're going to do. So everybody in all these war rooms are just trying to prepare for what could potentially happen before them. And at what point does it just like how many different scenarios can you practice? And then how often does it actually show? Yeah. yeah, I mean, the nice thing is if you're picking up there in the top five, you know, there's only you can prepare for the three or four different scenarios of how this thing can play out. Um, and then you're done. I mean, you get stuck in the teens like to this year, the Eagles and the Saints both have a couple picks in the teens. Like, you could spend a month going over scenarios of if this happens, then we could move up or we could move back. And, you know, we move up with one pick, we move back with the other pick. Like, yeah, that you could drive yourself crazy if you're those teams. Go ahead, Ty. DJ, we just had Shregs on in his last mock draft. He had the Packers trading up and picking Chris Olave. I think you have him getting a receiver as well. Is there? Are you hearing anything that they actually might be moving up, especially now that the four top receivers are kind of considered head and shoulders better than the rest of the guys who might be available when they're going to end up picking? Yeah, I mean, I, Shregs has always got great stuff. I haven't heard that specifically with them, but it, there's logic. There's logic Maybe with that, you know, for them to go up. They they haven't taken a wide out, as we'll say, tonight in 20 years in the first round. This just feels different. I think it's a different climate for wideouts. You know, what happened in this offseason, and they were a part of it, uh, but when you see how much money these dudes are going to command on the open market, and, you know, you look at Justin Jefferson, I think he's making like $3 million a year on that rookie contract. So 
if you get a chance to get a, a stud receiver in the first round and you're going to get him for a couple million bucks versus having to go address that need in free agency and having to spend over $20 million a year, yeah, the wideouts are going to go. Hey, um, eight teams have two picks tonight in the first round. Yeah. Obviously, quick math tells us uh, sticks – Half the picks, quarter of the teams. Damn. So nice, that's nice. probably a lot of <laughs> trades, right? Don't you think? Probably a lot of movement happening tonight, right? A lot of fireworks? Yeah, I think so. I don't know how early that starts. Maybe we have to wait a little bit. Maybe it's not the first, you know, six, seven picks, eight picks. But like John Schneider, I think from 2012 to 2019, he traded traded back each of those years in a row. So he's picking at nine with that, with that pick they got in the Russell Wilson trade. I'll be very surprised if they stick and pick. That, that's uh, that's really not in his DNA. I could see them slide back a little bit, and that pick being for sale. Jeez. Dan, do we wow. see anybody like Fireworks. in this in the first round or early tonight that gets packaged with a deal like a current player on NFL roster right now? We're talking all these different players, Debo and everyone, Jimmy G. Do we see anybody yeah. packaging the deal? I, I would think that you know the only deal we'd have a chance of getting done tonight would be if if the Debo thing were to happen. And if that's going to happen, it's going to have to happen like in the next couple hours because oh, you, you know there's no way as a it's happened before the, the Seahawks did it right. If you if you make a trade and don't have the deal done, we saw it with Laramie Tunsil. Like Laramie Tunsil and Jamal Adams, that's the best position to be in. You traded all this capital for me, but I don't have a new contract done. I have all the leverage. You got to pay me. I don't see Joe, like, if it's going to go to the Jets, I don't see Joe Douglas making a move for Debo Samuel unless he can have a contract worked out. Um, so that's not something you can be on the clock and say, all right, we'll trade Debo to you for the 10th pick. And be like, okay, now i got 10 minutes to work out a contract with Debo Samuel. Like, that's not possible. Hey, and those numbers take some time, too, to figure it out, right? Like, that, that's an no entire doubt. thought process, especially on draft. Is today a chaotic day in the with, like, potential trades and conversations happening leading up to it? Are they working right now, you think, just as much as they're working tonight? Well, I don't think there's too many vets that are that are in the, in the mix right now. Um, you know, t- to AJ's point, I think that once we get through today and we see who didn't get quarterbacks, then maybe you know tomorrow we see something with Baker Mayfield or or with Jimmy. You know, if something were going to happen there. Ooh, but I think teams okay. at this point in time want to see how this all plays out uh, before they do anything there. I don't think DK Metcalf's going anywhere. I don't think AJ Brown's going anywhere. Um, so Debo's kind of the that's kind of the one just to keep an eye on, see what happens. Go ahead, Tom. Uh, Mr. Sticks, both you and Shregs in their final mock draft don't have the first coming quarterback coming off until twenty at the Steelers. Um, are you are you pretty certain that it's not going to come before twenty? Are you pretty certain that the Steelers are going to take a quarterback? How are we feeling? <laughs> I'd feel more confident that the Steelers are going to take a quarterback than I would, um, you know, that it waits all the way to twenty for that to happen for the first one to go. I was talking to a GM last night, and he brought up a great point. And he said the Saints, that was like the weirdest trade. I don't know where you guys were on that, but the Saints to trade weeks ahead of the draft, to trade a future one and a future two, to to position yourselves in the middle of the first round, not having any idea who's going to be there. still one of the more bizarre trades that we've seen. Um, and, and as GM was telling me last night, he's like, I had my mock draft, and they got him taking oh, a tackle yeah. and a receiver. And he goes, why? I just can't wrap my mind around the fact why you would trade a future one and a two to come away out of this draft with a tackle and a receiver. That just doesn't make any sense. Like they, they, There's still some people out there that think that the Saints could be the quarterback team. Huh. I do remember that trade happening and us being very mightily confused, yeah. just like everybody else, <laughs> DJ. Just yeah, I was like, what? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, and there's so much shit that doesn't make sense, though. You know, like when you're live and you're on TV tonight and somebody makes a blatantly terrible pick in your eyes, <laughs> 
Do you feel like a little bit uncomfortable saying that? Because any pick could work out inevitably, right? Any pick could become yeah. a Hall of Famer. Any pick, literally any pick, could become a bust. The draft is such a question mark. Is there any picks that would make you go like, what's going, like you have a second or third round grade on somebody? Has that ever happened to you? And do you openly yeah. say it? Yeah, I, I, I've said it. I mean, I said it, I think, with, with Leatherwood. You know, that was an example. And I, I look, I think Leatherwood's got a chance to be a good player, but he's my 55th player, and he, you know, he just went with the 17th pick. So this is earlier than I would have taken him. But I know in, in what they do in Oakland, if they or in in, uh, in Vegas, if they feel like he can be a plug and play guard for them, and, and kind of fits what they want to do. Um, that's why they made that decision. But I have to try and balance. Like this is what I think of the player, but then hopefully give the viewer an idea of what the team was thinking and why they made a different decision. Well, and also not burning bridges around the NFL. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, there's no need to be. First of all, at the, at the end of the day, like this is this is the most important day in all these guys' life. And what kind of a jerk do you have to be to sit up there and rip them to shreds on the most important day of their life? I'm not going to do that. Yeah, Mel Kuyper. <laughs> Dan, do we know how they're getting to the stage? Are they riding in a boat? Are they taking a little paddle boat? What are we doing here? I, I don't think so, but, dude, I, I was told we could have, like, 40-mile-per-hour winds. Oh, our, no. Our, I don't know if you saw us it. last night. Our stage is, is like, in the, in the fountain outside in front of the Bellagio. So, I might have a wetsuit on underneath my suit tonight, boys. I don't know how Be this careful. is going to go down. You need to jump in. Jump in the lake. Um, I know, but they have those, you know, they do the water show, so I think you could get impaled by one of those little spigots. You know, yeah, that's you know. a dangerous move. Hey, just real quick. The only thing that could go against you from a natural thing in the desert, not rain, right? No. Nope. Cold. It yep. does get chilly, but you know how cold it's going to get mm -hmm. about. The wind is really the only thing. Oh, you got a bad one. wind day out there. It's real. That's not good. It's real. Or like super It's heat. real. Oh, yeah. I'm, like, I'm really... beginning to question, too. I could have gone high and tight with the latest haircut, and then I, I left it a little long, and so <laughs> it could just be it could be a bad hair choice. Uh, oh, is that the – Yeah, put some gel on it. I, I should have gone tight. I should have gone tight. Yeah, didn't do it. Yeah, but you were expecting the desert. Yeah. Oh, I mean, beautiful. Nice. And how they drew it yeah, up in the graphics with everything. Bad scouting. It's just bad scouting. It's all that. Yikes. Well, hopefully that's not a sign of things to come for you tonight, you know, because <laughs> everybody says you're a great scout. Great scout. Can't wait to watch you on TV. You'll be on our TVs right here in the uh, studio tonight, by the way, while we are awesome. doing our draft spec uh, spectacular. We appreciate the hell out of you, man. You guys have a blast tonight, man. I wish I could join you there, but have fun. Now uh, you'll be a part of it. Hey, you'll be, <laughs> hey, you'll be a part of it with us. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Daniel Jeremiah. Yay! So Trevon Walker, number one overall. Yes, sounds, so. sounds like it. Sounds like it, huh, AJ? When uh, it usually makes it official, what, when Shefty tweets us like an hour and a half before the first pick and says they're working on a contract? Is that what you're saying about what Shrake said? Yeah. Is that what Shrake? Well, I remember that happened with Baker. Remember they were trying to say who's going number one, and then Baker, like two hours before the number one pick, I think Shefty said they have a deal almost finalized. Yeah, I think Alex Smith had his done like the day before. The yeah, CBA back in the day they really did. Yeah, the CBA though deals are already done. Yeah, mm -hmm. I mean deals are bum 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 bum. It's a lot bum. easier now. Bum 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 bum. And the only thing you talk about is when you're getting the money, as opposed to anything else, because the new CBA basically slotted it right. You know what happened now? Yeah, but remember, like, the Chargers were doing weird stuff. I, I remember Joey Bosa held out a while back because they tried to some kind of what – what did they do? They have something that other teams don't do. It had to be a guarantee when the money was coming, I think. It yes, had to be yeah. something with that because the money is already figured out, I think, at this point. Can I ask mm -hmm. Telesco what the hell is he doing? What's that? 
Chargers. What, what are they doing to contracts that guys are holding? Rookies have to hold out. Yeah. Are you like, hey, when you draft that guy tonight, <laughs> so you are you gonna pay out? him? Or yeah. you? Both the Bosa's did that too. I believe Nick did with the Niners. Yeah, that's probably because the way the new CBA is set up versus how the old CBA was set up with what is allowed where. The old CBA used to be Wild Wild West. Six six pick overall get paid more than the fourth mm-hmm. pick overall at some places. Wild. You remember that? Yeah. Oh yeah. You said. I mean. Yeah, that, it, that's why it was a lot tougher for for these guys to get signed. I think at times because there was no like you got to see if you're the eighth pick. Hey, I got to check out what six and seven are getting and what nine is. Like I want to make sure you you work that out. Yeah, but you ow. set the tone though. You said, "Hey, I'm gonna get paid all the money." Oh, yeah. yeah, I'm five overall, but I'm getting number one overall money. Right. Right. That house, and right I'm buying that house. house. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, what, can you drive me over to the, the practice field? Yeah, you're going to have to drive every single day about a quarter mile or whatever. AJ, what, is that one for – I want that house. Give me right that there, one. Yeah. Right there too, please. And that house. Put them together. Put a bridge <laughs> together. And by that house. Make them one house. I want three of the houses. Make them one house. And then you saw the practice facility, then you signed your thing, and then you took your hat off and you had your big suit. Is that yep. what happened? Maybe. No, because after he uh, took his head off, he said, I got to go work out now. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. That's right. That's now, that right. wasn't first yeah. day, right? Was that first day? No, that uh, that was first day at camp when I came in. Oh, Sweating already. Yeah, of that's right. Kicked his agents out of the way. No, yeah. that was TJ. That was TJ Wall. TJ but Wall. it was similar. Yeah. I think they called that the Hawk at the time. Oh, so TJ was doing the Hawk. Mm-hmm. Yes. He said, you know, I'm I'm fucking no. go to the bullpen here. I'm I'm gonna pull the AJ Hawk. Uh-huh. I'm gonna kick my agents out of the way. I'm already ready to work out. Mm-hmm. Let me sign this deal here, sir. That's AJ. That's so cool. Well man. done, AJ. Give me some chicken okay. for us. We're gonna mark on the game. AJ, you wanna go line dance with me and Kurt Warner or what? I tell you what, if you guys get that set up, I would like to come. Really? I don't know if I want to line dance, but I would like to watch you two work it out. Okay. Well, listen. I'm not that good. Like, I only know you're one. Good, but you're a legit dancer. Like, you can dance. I can move a little bit. Yeah. I can move a little bit. And it's it's memory, you know. I can remember things pretty well. Mm-hmm. And then once you get comfortable, you know, about the fourth time around, yeah. Yeah. then that's when you really start letting loose, you right. know what I mean? Right. But if you're dressed like an asshole, you're going to stick out regardless whether you look good or not. So we have to go full costume. I, I don't even know what Kurt Warner's talking about. We have to go full mm-hmm. costume. No choice. Yeah. It's kind of how we know he lost it a little bit. He said that himself. He said he was just learning. What if yeah. He, he's just learning the fucking dances. <laughs> Where's his son going to college? I want to see him sling that ball. Come on, dude. Northern Iowa. Um, we are going to wrap this pregame show <laughs> up right now. He got sacked 35 times in one practice. Yeah, yeah that's right. I mentioned that. Fucking I want, pocket, stay in Kurt. the fucking pocket. Anybody Toughest else want to tackle him? Anybody else want to tackle Kurt Warren? Best friend. Best friend jumping up. Yeah. <laughs> is, that, is that your best friend? I mean, he pretty solid shot, too. Oh, yeah. He was oh, trying yeah. to break old buddy's ribs. Oh, yeah. Should have followed up a little bit more about it. Is that guy really best friend, you think, now looking back on it, try to puncture your lungs? Probably claims, like, I was just – I was making you better, Kurt. That's why you were able to go become a Hall of Famer. Yeah, committed to the temple. Yeah, I guess. He was already Yeah, I got there quicker without four broken ribs. <laughs> Couldn't you just, like, said, like, hey, I could have got you there. Fucking remember that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. You know, I, I actually had that happen in a game. Ellis Langster, shout out. Punting against Buffalo. He's on the punt return team. I'm jogging down. He, from the entire other side of the field, oh. winds up. like I watched the film back. He goes like 53 and a third from one sideline all the way to the other. And then at the last second, I see him, and I'm about to Olay him. And he goes, I could have got you. I could have fucking got you. I could have got you. <laughs> and then he jogged off. And I started laughing. And he sprinted. He jogged all the way to his, all the way to his bench. I'm like, man, this guy's just fucking with me in the middle of this thing. I'm like, Damn. and he could have, by the way, I think, watching the film back. 
But yeah, that's what his friend could have done to him. Yeah. But instead, he had to teach him a Good guy. Ways. That's right. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, it is a massive time for our company's history. There is $20,000 on the line with what we are about to reveal. Mm. We were going to do this yesterday, but we all saw his yeah. final mock mm -hmm. and said, Mitt, what are you doing? Yeah. So we actually gave him another 24 hours to work on this. It is the final installment. It is the official entry. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Mitt's Mock 5.0. Here we go, Mitt. Here we go, Mitt. Come on now, Mitt. Here we go, Mitt. Here we go, pal. Bring it home, Proud Mitt. Proud of you, Mitt. Hey, Mitt. Proud of you, Mitt. Up the crowd. What happens? He, he did pump us up, didn't he? Yeah, yeah big time. He told us to get loud. Thank yeah. you, Mitt. We not acknowledge you loud enough. Let's go, dude. All right, let's go. I'm pumped. Hey, it's my Super Bowl. Hey, listen. Yeah. This is Hell a yeah. big time night for you. Oh, yeah. Best you've ever dressed, we think, in the office. Yeah. Uh, this is my only polo that I own, actually. Uh, I am all black for my internet burial tonight after I release my mock draft. Uh, and you are attending the funeral or you are in the funeral? It is my funeral. You are getting killed. Uh, yes, because I'm putting out my first uh, official mock draft. No, you're d they're dead, though, or you're dead? No, me. me. I'm the one getting uh, the... Well, we hope no, not, pal. How about a little confidence oh, going in? Killing everybody else. Yes. Yeah. You're at their Come funeral. On. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm going to have the best mock draft, but exactly. everybody Hell gets yeah. buried for just putting out a mock draft yeah. in general. Mine is the best. Okay. So he's like the guy at the line dancing who's wearing all black who's at the front of him. Bingo. And, knows. and he said, hey, the people at this bar that don't understand this are going to make fun of me. Yeah. They're going to get their shots in. Uh -huh. But I'm fucking leading the whole thing. That's yeah. right. And they're going to know. Okay. All right. So you're saying you're not the only one getting killed tonight. Every mock drafter. You're actually saying, hey, shout out to the other mock drafters. Tonight mm -hmm. we're going to get killed. Oh, yeah. We're going to get killed together, but I am going to end up on top. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Killed the lead. Well said. Well said. Here we go. All right, Mitt, let's unveil this thing. Go ahead. Number one overall, Trevon Walker. Oh, yeah. Mitt, why'd you follow uh, everybody else's lead here? You don't like it? You hate it? This isn't my favorite pick of all time, but I'm not making the pick. Trent Balky's making okay. the pick. So I got to get in his head, figure out what he wants. Walker had probably the greatest combine performance that I really remember. Uh, Balky's, he's, he's okay. just, he's a Walker dude. Do I think that, uh, Khan could come in and say, hey, give me Icky. Yes, I do think that, but oh. I, oh, I just, I'm going with Walker. Okay. If uh, if us mock drafters are going to die, we'll, we'll, we'll die together. Okay, so all mock drafters have just gone to the Trevon Walker camp, and it's fascinating to me that you know your shit about this. Oh, yeah, I Just love yesterday, uh -huh. when he presented his mock draft uh -huh. 5.0 and we... Ran out of time yesterday on the show, strictly because the Matt Ryan conversation was so good. He had Icky at one. Yep. That's right. He had, I think, Thibodeau at two. Mm -hmm. I mean, he changed absolutely everything Every, we had heard come out of his mouth yep. for the last four weeks. That's right. So he went back to his... You have Aiden Hutchinson still going two overall, though. So this is good, right? Is this... Uh, you feel this is a lock? Uh, after if Trevon Walker goes number one or Icky goes one, Aiden Hutchinson definitely going to Detroit in your eyes. I think it's him or Thibodeau, and I think that... if. If Thibodeau falls, he's going to get taken up by Houston. They need a, They also need a D-end edge rusher. I just think those two, really those three are probably the top three prospects in the draft. It's a high pass rush draft. I mean, why not? Like they're, It makes too much sense that the Michigan kid is going to come home. That's right. Yeah, for the, the organization. Yeah. Yeah. For a pillar, a pillar yeah. for, for Michigan. For everybody. And by the way, if Trevon Walker is going to go one, Hutchinson goes two. 
Thibodeau goes three for sure. Yeah. yeah. Sauce Gardner goes to the Jets. I think you've been on Sauce to the Jets for some time. I have been on Sauce to the Jets just because I think it's a great pick for them. Uh, it makes a lot of sense. I think he's still the number one corner. I do love Stingley, actually. Stingley jumped in my mock draft uh, all the way up to seven. So, wow. Wow. Where did he jump from? Oh, yeah. okay. Where was he? He was at 12 going to the Minnesota Vikings. Yep. yep, sorry, the Minnesota Vikings. Because uh, the LSU defense coordinators with the Vikings. Yes, and I do think there's a lot of smokescreen talk of the Texans maybe going after uh, Stingley on the third pick just to try and get somebody to trade up there, really the Vikings trying to get somebody to trade up. I think there's a lot of smokescreens oh. about the trades here. I don't know if we'll see as many trades as uh, as projected. Icky, first offensive lineman off the board. Some are saying Evan Neal is a lock mm. to be the first offensive lineman off the board. You say no, no. Our guy, Icky, number one uh, offensive lineman. Icky and Evan Neal, both great players. Uh, I think Icky... Uh, I think Icky mm-hmm. just had a little better of a combine and has a little better uh, post-draft, like, uh, I guess, experience with these GMs and, like, scouts and stuff. Evan Neal, uh, I have him kind of falling a little bit. He refused to do some medical tests, oh, which made, which okay. I guess— I didn't know this. Yeah, which took him off a couple draft boards, allegedly. So uh, that's my reasoning behind actually him falling out of the top ten. Whoa! Oh. Icky is on Fandle, the favorite to be first lineman taken. Okay! Some would think maybe make, utilize that as a weapon, maybe. as a tag team partner. Smart. But he's, he's using the entire Kenny Pickett goes to the Carolina Panthers at six for sure. Oh, yeah. Matt Rule got him to commit to Temple. Matt Rule is going to commit to him here. Uh, okay. man, oh, like let's go. Two-way street. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Derek Stingley moves from 12 to 7 to the Giants. Chris Olave going to the Atlanta Falcons. They need a weapon, don't they? Oh, yeah. And I think Chris Olave is the best one in the draft. I could be wrong. But uh, nope. I think that – I think he's the best one. He really fits their mold of big receivers like uh, like Julio Jones. Like they don't really have that right now. So let's get him in there. And who's the other guy that? Yeah. Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson. No, who's the faster Keenan Allen? Right? No, no, for no, the Falcons, the guy. Oh, Ridley. Oh, Ridley. Ridley that yeah. was game on game. Yeah. Hey, that guy. He's sharp. He's yeah. sharp too. Yeah, he's, that's right. He's sharp. He's a sharp. I don't oh. think he won, but no. he's on the right side of a lot of Yeah, he was. Mm-hmm. Out for the year. 18-12 Full season. Yeah. Full season. <laughs> $11 million. That's unfucking believable Yikes. That tough parlay. Uh, but I had a couple a, of them. He had, 12, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. he had three of them. Yeah. 1500 bucks. <laughs> no, no, it came out. It was a lot more. Oh, oh yeah. I think it had like a 12-legger or something. Yeah. Like. yeah, the original reports were a little low. Yeah, 11-legger. Yeah. We're only going to do this for this weekend. Fuck it. Give me, I got 12 of these. It's a hell of a Sunday, I bet. Anyways, they need a weapon down there. Jermaine Johnson goes into the top 10. A lot of people saying that. And then Garrett Wilson at 10 rounds out your top 10. You feel good about this? I feel pretty good about this top 10, man. So I think uh, I I still have the Jets trading for Debo Samuel. Let's go. Let's get it done. Let's get it done Mm. now. And I think that the Jets, they're going to need, or not the Jets, sorry, the 49ers, they're going to need a weapon to replace him. Let's uh, Let's get Garrett Wilson in there. Wow. Let's go. Hey. Let's get it done, Jets. Come on. Hey, this could be a $20,000 top 10 right yeah, here. It feels like it. Mate, this feels like you got some good reasoning. Let's go into the next 10 here because you got to do all 32. Oh, yeah. Obviously, we do not want you to describe all of these players. Why do you – all right, I'm learning with some of these players right now. About... Kyle Hamilton. I'm... You learned about him? Oh, uh, Curling Kyle Hamilton? Yeah. No, that's Maddie, Maddie Hamilton. Hamilton. <laughs> yeah. Kyle Hamilton, Notre Dame, 4-7 mm-hmm. yeah. runner. Definitely that's right. Oh, yeah. Changed. 
Definitely not a Georgia. Georgia. Yeah, yeah, just to clarify. Uh, you went to Notre Dame. Oh, but that's who was there. All right, a little graphic guy. slip. No yeah, big deal. It does not matter. I definitely missed that uh, double check right there. But I have uh, Kyle Hamilton and then Trent McDuffie, who you might not know of. Uh, from Washington corner, he's going uh, to the Vikings here as they missed out on Stingley. They still need a corner. They can get the top two. I think uh, Trent McDuffie's probably the third. I think he's really, really good. I think he's going to be going in the top 15. Charles Cross goes to the Texans, so they do get an offensive lineman. Oh, yeah, hey. super athlete here. Uh, Tex- giving the Texans a nice edge rusher and then a nice uh, nice little left tackle, right tackle, yeah. whatever. Whatever they need, really. Yeah, I'm going to go win a team with Dougie Mills. Yeah. Yeah. Jordan Davis, the absolute stud. He ends up with the, the Ravens. Baltimore. Ravens. That makes a lot of sense, honestly. That's a good pick, Mick. I hope it happens. Yeah. Uh, I can't tell if AJ's kidding or not, but uh, it was hey, I like. Earlier. I really like your – I think he should go in the top ten. I I really think that uh, I was thinking either this or Devontae Wyatt, the other Georgia defensive lineman, uh, interior defensive lineman. I just think they're going to get an interior defensive lineman. Mm-hmm. These two are the two uh, fastest, biggest, strongest guys. I think they are unbelievable. But I like. Uh, I'm picking Jordan, Jordan Davis. Davis number one overall. By the way, yeah. if I have the pick. Uh, 6'6", 341, runs a 4'8". <laughs> Give me that guy. There's no other guy like that. I would like that. That's why I'm not a GM, though. Tell you what, his tape, I like his tape a lot better than Walker's. Whoa. And people are saying he takes plays off and stuff. Yeah. They would agree with me, probably. Wow. Okay. Holy I'm not going to uh, kind of uh, bring a little uh, – I'm, put, I'm putting my umbrella up here. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, you're not. Uh, uh, you're not in the brainstorm. You're, no, you're saying no, you're staying no, out no, of the conversation. No. That's very smart of you. Let's bounce around. Evan Neal, third offensive tackle to go off the board. That's because of the medical stuff that you're hearing. Andrew Booth Jr. heading to the Chargers. Congrats to the Chargers. Congrats. Congrats. Oh, yeah. Congrats. Drake London goes to the Eagles. Okay, they need a dog. Is he a dog? Is he a dog? Um, I think that he could be a dog. Okay. He's he did a lot at USC, and I think that the Eagles are looking to add a weapon for Jalen Hurts. He could do a lot for them. You taking Eagles having two wide receivers taken? Yeah, I think they're okay. good. All right. Why are they not really? No, no, I got you. Malik, Malik Willis taken by the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yes, Pittsburgh, you got your guy to Hell fall yeah. to you. Let's go, Malik Willis is going to come in. He probably won't play right away. It's going to be a little bit of a project. Uh, we got we got Mitch, Mitch Trubisky. For two years, yeah. Yep, Mitch. He can go put his shoulder down and run into people, and then Malik can sit behind him, watch, listen. Learn the offense and oh, then yeah. come in. And How to be a quarterback, out. everything in the NFL. You could, yeah. There's so much to learn from a veteran quarterback. Mm-hmm. I wish Andrew Luck could have watched Peyton Manning. I would like just operate behind the scenes. I wish I could happen. Now Andrew inevitably got there after he went through it all, but that's a piece of information that I don't think should get kind of thrown by the wayside. And I assume Malik Willis, from what we've heard, would love to be. He's an oh, open, yeah. that guy's oh, yeah. a learner. Yeah. The, yeah. The question for you guys and the Steelers people, especially like if Kenny Pickett is there at twenty, do the Steelers take him over Willis? I have uh, thought that Mike Tomlin was a Malik Willis guy just from uh, the reports a couple weeks back. uh, I haven't really seen a lot of them loving Kenny Pickett, and he was in the pit building, so I feel like that would have been Yeah, well, he watched Kenny Pickett literally practice every single day. Malik, though, just like Ben, small school guy, didn't have to come in and play immediately because Tommy Max was there. Mitch is there now. I mean, the stars oh, aligned. Okay. Okay. So you're kind of hoping that the Panthers take Kenny Pickett early. Well, no, I, I, I'll i be fine with either of those two. All right. Let's go to the final 12 here, or is it the next 10? All right. Here we go. All right. And then the last two. <laughs> 
Oh, this then is the last me. two. What do you mean? Just show the last two. Those are the last. Oh, that's twelve of them. Yes. Fucking perfect. All right, we finished it. Wait, all right. Yeah. Way to go. So it's all documented. Okay, this is his. I don't want to go through every guy. Right. Because yeah. learning about them live on air tonight is a part of the gem. Yes. Yep. But I would like to let you know, Matt, I think you put together a hell of a board. Hey, man, thank, thank you, man. thank you, thank you. Hell of a mock, pal. Proud of you. Hope you win that 20 grand. Good luck. Thank you for the opportunity. This is truly a dream come true, Pat. So oh, okay. awesome. Right. That was awesome. Hey, man, man. Sentimental, man. That was good. That's honestly good. Like, I know Mitt doesn't think I'm serious. Like, it. I think that's a legit mock draft. Me too. I enjoyed that a lot. I lost yeah. a lot of sleep over this, AJ, so thank you, actually. Go. Oh, and I know. Sleep I'm tight tonight. Yeah, yeah, now you sleep sleep tight tonight after you win this thing. Hell yeah. And we found the scoring system, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. we do. We, yes, we did. I have it. By the way, don't have to have it yet if we don't. Mm -hmm. How we do you do the score? Oh, you say you do have the scoring system. Mm -hmm. Well, we might. I don't know. We, there's been like three different ones that we've looked at. There's... You know, getting a player right in the first round, some people have points for. Getting them to a team match correctly is some points. A trade happening with a team is points. Proper pick after mm -hmm. trade is a certain, like, there's a bunch of, like, there's like booster points almost. Yeah. Yes. It's a whole thing, I guess. It's a whole thing, right, Tony? I mean, you're. Yeah, you had it. A point for a correct round, point, points for specific pick, points for a specific team, a lot of points for a trade. Tony, correct. do they do this? Do they have rank? Like mock drafts from all the experts in the previous, like yeah. in the previous years that we can look at. I haven't found those. I don't probably. think they have. Yeah. I don't think they have hit percentages. But I know this year, we will certainly have to have everybody yeah. score. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which is not great. We will not put everybody's name on it. We will just say, network person this, right. network person this, Scores. met this. Mm -hmm. We won't say which network either. No, just, no, just, no, no, it'll no. be the. I can do it if you. Want. No. I can collect everybody's. Hey, we appreciate Perfect. you. Perfect. All right, it's time for us to get out of here. Okay, get charged up for this evening's Draft Spectacular. There's still some things that we have to wrap up for the showcase that is the shit show. That is the third annual Draft Spectacular. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, we will end this show with all of our winners from the past week. Winner Wednesday yesterday did not happen. We wanted to bring it over to the Draft Spectacular Day. Everybody knows Winner, winner Wednesday moves to Draft Spectacular Day because Draft yeah. Spectacular Day is our holiday. Yeah. Bingo. Well said. Could have forgot about that and the mitt mock yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Could have, could have, Maybe. could have been the case, but that was not. No. Uh, we will run that to close this thing out. We will then put it out on Twitter so everybody knows all the winners. Uh, we can't thank you all enough tonight. A lot of shit being given away. Yeah. Chris Ballard, Tom Telesco, Aaron Rodgers, Cliff Kingsbury, uh -huh. Darius Butler, AJ Hawk, all the boys. Thirty-two picks, immense potential for every single franchise and program in Go. the nfl tonight is a celebration tonight is going to be awesome and aj i can't wait to see what you wear dude i'm trying to figure out what the hell you guys are going to wear but nobody tells me so yeah we will see we said it's an, event. Yeah. Yeah. Surprise. it's an event i can't find my draft suit, suit unfortunately oh. if it shows up i will wear it though oh, okay Hopefully. It shows up. I should have kept that, shouldn't I? 400 yes. in his Ringling house. Brothers using it for their elephant tent. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. <laughs> that's, how, that's how we used to dress. It was sweet. You did look good. Yeah. We had yeah. basketball yeah. pictures of those guys with those gigantic oh, yeah. pants. Oh, yeah. yeah, I used to have long tees. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. It was a whole thing. You I'm trying to bring it back. No, I don't know. There's nah. no reason to. Nope. A, I'm just saying at the time when we looked at you, the way you were dressed, we were like, hey, that dude looks good. Yeah. There's no reason for us to, you know, try to bring that back now into this time. No, right. Even though everything is kind of cyclical, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I don't know about that. Yeah. But people say that, but it's not everything. No. 
You know, it's like just certain ideas. Well, I mean, like small shorts came back. I remember when I was a kid playing basketball, we used to make fun of people wearing like the old John Stocktons. Yeah. Now yeah. that's what everybody wears. That's true. Yeah. High socks, too. Those are back. You're used right. Used to always be ankle socks. Yeah I, yeah, I will never. You hear me? What? I'm not a high sock guy. No, no, Sam. no. It is so itchy. I lose all Why my the hair. Why did the mid-calves come back? What's that, pal? The mid-calf socks came back. Because I think most people don't do leg days in this generation. Also, follow-up, I think with the shoes that came in, it was yeah. a much cooler look. And also with okay. the shorter shorts, I think it's more mm-hmm. cut. It's good for fashion. Yeah. I wish I could do the socks. No. I can't. It just hurts my leg. I can't do it. I wish I could. But Gumpy will rock it every yeah. once in a while, and it's like a good look. Yeah. Socks match the shoes. It's a look. Yeah, it's okay. a whole look. Yeah. Okay. Just accident socks. Out there by the fountain, just... Taking girls down. That's what Goof does. Jeez. <laughs> Taking them on dates. The great the That's what I'm saying. You word up things. Jesus Christ. The way you word things. I mean, Jesus fucking Christ, AJ. Keep that to yourself tonight. Okay. All right. Okay. You don't need to curse when you're talking about the Lord. <laughs> Amen. Hey. You ever look. said the word curse? I think that's the first time I ever said curse and not cuss. Hmm. I think I've asked to like an old, can I curse on here? I think I've asked that before. But cuss is definitely much, yeah. like used, saying curse there, it sounded weird coming out of my mouth. I've used the word, root word curse before. Like a cursor? Or if. Of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cursive, I think is what you meant. Oh, what in cursive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, they don't teach that anymore, right? Curse no. it. Hey, shit. I would assume they, they do. do. I assume they yeah. do. Yeah. My kids have to do it. Really? Yeah. Nah, you're lying. <laughs> yeah, right. This is definitely I'm something to lie about. <laughs> See you guys tonight. 8 p.m. Eastern Draft Spectacular starts. 7.50 Super Bowl week. Radio Row behind the scenes. Vlog debuts. Another Foxy flick. Oh, yeah. That'll be live at the same exact link. We have... Uh, Obviously, the Wiz Khalifa performance from Radio Row in there. We're hoping we don't get a strike and it hides our page because it's our biggest night. It is in the vlog leading off the show. We shall see. There'll be another classic situation with Mm -hmm. our company that we did not think about, but we have thought about. There's just nothing we can do about. Mm -hmm. All right. See you guys tonight. You all are the best. Good luck and congratulations. Big thanks to Daniel Jeremiah, Shregs, and Kurt Warner. We'll see you guys tonight. Bye. 